Welcome to the Making Laps Podcast. Hello and welcome to this week's edition of the Making Laps Podcast. I am your host, Brent Gleason. Alongside me, as usual, is my co-host and brother, Jesse Gleason. Good evening, everyone. And with us on the line, as usual, is our Florida Connection, Florida Senator, Phil Jakes. Oh, this is going to be good. (laughs) Oh, boy. He took his headphones off. <laughs> All right, for one of the few times in history we've ever gotten him to take it off. That just gets a zero. All right, let's. We are. <laughs> that was a good one. We are continuing our tour of the southern uh, South Pacific. I believe that was Indonesia. <laughs> yeah. For some reason, it's just accidental. It's not like we're planned. Yeah, on we just kind it's of just, accidentally last did week that. was Jakarta. This week is. Indonesia. Indonesia. So it just happened that way. So maybe next week we'll go to Vietnam. All right. I didn't even get to here last week, did I? You probably did, but I don't have no clue. No idea. No, because you no weren't here. here. He was here, but well, Chuck was, was here too. So we had. Oh yeah, we had oh, no, four it was, in the studio. It was two weeks ago. Two weeks ago, I missed. Yeah, it was two weeks ago. You missed it, but uh, oh yeah, and he doesn't listen to the show. so I mean, we just rag Chuck, on him. So yeah, you can't get a word in edgewise with Chuck anyway. So. You probably <laughs> didn't hear a thing. It just heard. <laughs> he said he'd get mad at me for not uh, covering the Wednesday night show because he finished third. So we're not covering. There the we Wednesday covered show. it. <laughs> Chuck finished third after being on our show, so the good luck streak hey, continues. Uh, we figured we'd mention that right off the bat because we typically don't cover Wednesday Waterford or Friday Seekonk. I don't care. I don't care. Yeah. Sorry, guys. Um, you are probably the purest form of racers, but um, not the we'll largest group of listeners. We're, yeah, yeah, not <laughs> the it. largest group of listeners. I mean, yeah, we'll move on. So, <laughs> I don't do weekdays. I don't even do your weekday shows, Brent. It's tough. I don't want. I don't want to say anything bad about trophy glasses. Yeah, it's, it's tough to get down there on a Wednesday. You know, I don't do weekdays. Hell, I, I don't even do Saturdays. You know. I don't, I don't do, do I don't do the only Fridays I'll do is I'll do Stafford. Uh, I've probably never been to Seekonk right. on their Friday shows, and I bet you they're fine. I bet you they're great. Uh, just like the Wednesday shows at Waterford, but they're just not quite what they used to be. So, all right, let's move on to personal updates. We've mentioned our previous guest Chuck's finish at Waterford, which was cool. Get a podium right after being on the show. That's great. Now, yep, good job. I cannot go further without mentioning this because it's just funny to me. <laughs> what happened? The personal update for us this week, collectively. Oh, you and me? Yes. Yeah. Now, this is not racing related, <laughs> but we're going to mention it no. anyway just because it's funny. No, it's it's, oh, boy. it's funny and scary <laughs> it's, and sad. It lights up all the different various emotions. It's an emotional roller coaster for sure, but it is funny to me now because it's going to work out in the end 
Are we talking about Slenderman? Yes, we are talking about Slenderman, Skinwalker, whatever the hell it was. Okay, we'll just go into this real quick. Bear with us. I know it's a racing show, but give me a moment. Now, uh, for those of you watching us on YouTube at youtube.com slash Sid's View, maybe you'll actually get a a view of this picture that we're going to show you. Yes, Um, you will. I can't share my screen, but I can do this. I can share the screen. Can you? I can do this. Uh, This is pretty good. Guess what? Because that's literally the picture that my mother sent me last night. Yeah. So I just did it, Jess. So we're good. Oh, okay. Yeah, I, I got it. Damn, now I moved the camera all around. <laughs> now you got to fix the camera. Sick. All right, we're good. Yeah. So if you're not thoroughly creeped out by that picture, Three. that was an actual physical picture that my mother's trail cam took at 9.04 p.m. on Sunday night, the 10th. Audio listeners, just kind of bear with us or go see my photo over at my uh Twitter page, Brankleason01. You can find it there. It's so creepy. It's the creepiest shit you've seen. It, I swear to God, people are... Okay, so backstory. Mother sends me this picture. It's her driveway trail camera. She's freaked out. My brother's freaked out. I'm freaked out. You know, we're all... Like, my wife's Basically, freaked out. Basically, at 9.04 p.m., there is this guy walking down the driveway. We don't know it's a guy him. yet. It it looks like a, it looks like a ghost. It it looks like it's been injured, and it looks like it's got a weird right arm. If you saw the photo, and it's like, what's he holding in his right arm? It looks like a ghost. You know, the leg doesn't even look right. That's so, fairly clear. Not bad. So yeah, we it says that nine oh four. We don't get the picture until like ten thirty. Yeah, she gets them emailed to her by the camera because it's on a network like cellular. Yeah. Brent left the house at nine twenty five. Twenty five. Yeah. And it didn't didn't see anything. So didn't see a damn thing. It's fifty nine degrees out, as shown by the, the by the spy. I think it was camera. a little off. It was like sixty three. This guy is wearing a shirt, torn pants, and blood all on his legs. It is so weird. It looks looking. like blood stained everything. It looks like, like a ghost. It looks it's, like somebody was a murder victim who didn't die. It, it's black and white, and it's or they murdered somebody and didn't tell you. Yeah, or that maybe they're just very messy at it. Okay, so. She asked me, should I post it to their local town forum? And I said, yeah. You know, I, I mean, it could be nothing. You could start a fire or it could be somebody who really well, needs help. Well, this guy looks like he's definitely, if it's a living person, the thought was is that this person needs medical attention. Yeah. That was the first thing to come to mind. So after a little hemming and hawing, she, put, she posts it and um, you know. she cares so little about attention mm-hmm. like to herself okay she doesn't d- have any need to doctor pictures or photoshop stuff she has a faceless or, facebook profile yeah picture. she cares so little about attention that she, she doesn't no even facebook. have a face on her profile picture like she cares none at all no. naming it that's it so she posts it up and immediately goes viral I'm the talking whole town is freaked out and they're looking for this guy walking up and down. Immediately, there's like hundreds of comments, hundreds of shares. The entire town is in lockdown now. The cops are coming. We it's- had the cops come and have a <laughs> not to punish him. We wanted the cop. The cops came with the with the canine unit and trying to find this guy so they can take him to a hospital or something. It looks like he's in yeah, trouble. Get him some kind of help at least. You know? Yeah, yeah, that's what. Hopefully, you know. So basically, it needs an IV and some band aids and some damn food. Yeah, immunizations or something. Yeah. 
Yeah. Um, so again, everyone in the small town and the surrounding areas are freaking the hell out, sharing it left and right. So after I'm wading through like comments on Slenderman and Skidwalkers and zombies and stuff, I'm absolutely dying laughing once I get home. But at the same time, I'm like really kind of concerned for this person's well-being or their intentions. Um, but I'm really just dying at the attention that my non-attention-seeking mother is now having to deal with. Uh, I woke up this morning to Facebook messages from like tabloid reporters. Like, asking me to get in touch with my mother because she's not answering them. From Great Britain. Yeah, from Great Britain. And I got like, some other ones, too. What the hell are you doing? And so, <laughs> so they're trying to get interviews for her and try to use this picture of hers. Now, she loves watching these weirdo shows on TV that's, like, paranormal and stuff. She does like that. And I said, well, how do you feel now that you, they want you to be part of it? And she's like, wants no part of it. And I'm like, now you've dug your own grave. And she's like, you told me to do it. And I said, yes, I did. So it is my fault, but I don't care because you still listen to peer pressure. Uh, so <laughs> Treat her mother like garbage. What the hell? <laughs> I woke oh, I, I just woke like busting her butt. You know, it's just funny. <laughs> I woke up at 3 o'clock in the morning to like the loudest crack of thunder I've heard in a while here. And power went out in the house, and I looked at my phone and to see what the storm was going on, and I looked at your text, and I was like, oh, great. Now I'm slightly terrified. <laughs> no more sleep. Nobody had did, sleep. Did not night. fall back asleep tonight, last night. <laughs> right. This is a frightening-ass picture. I was just like, what the shit is that? Yeah, so my poor mother, you know, she tries to do something good and ends up like getting attention she doesn't want. Well, yeah, it, it, people are like, oh, it's Photoshop. It's like, no, she don't have time, effort, no, or it's desire. Not, it's not fake. It. It's an actual picture. No Photoshop. So, no sensationalism. No nothing. State police. Came, yeah, state police did come out. They had dogs. They couldn't find this thing. Right. So Turn, the morning comes and people yep. have been on the lookout for this guy. And they saw him in their yard, and when they... Well, the yelled, general consensus actually was that it was a woman for the longest time. And then they figured out, the police said... Well, well yeah, that's... that's I'm just trying to skip ahead a little oh, bit. Oh, go ahead, yeah. But, yeah, the, uh, yeah the, a neighbor looked for him and, and saw him in the yard and kind of poked her head out and tried to get his attention. And he ended up, instead of... He lost his shorts in the middle of the night and ended up being naked, and he ran over the stone wall. So police and... Uh, ambulances you, and fire trucks how do you lose his shorts i, I don't know apparently disor very disoriented and disheveled and emaciated and so the cops no idea up, what was going on the police ended up finding him uh earlier this afternoon and he was very disoriented a very young man actually and he said he was really? doing it for a uh for uh like a wilderness survival type a of thing. A wilderness survival thing, but he was very emaciated, dehydrated, and was disorientated. Weird. Just totally out of it. So it was just so weird to see, you know, what the hell just dropped in on us, you know, this poor guy. I mean, at least there was a good ending to it. So he ended up taking medical attention So and ended up going to the hospital. So it ended up going. So that was good. Yeah, this so, poor, I mean... This poor guy, I don't know what happened to him. I don't know how he got there, why he was there, but... So my... The, he's taken care of, and that's a good thing. The summary of the story is, our mother puts up a picture, and it's basically completely innocuous, says, hey, I don't know who this person is. They don't look great. And she gets dragged on this wild ride of Slender Man and zombies and like, oh, she's riding these tidal waves out. And it's like, now I think it's like 400 
comments and 400 shares or something like that. The thing is still going. It's hilarious. The whole town in three different posts, four different <laughs> posts. The Norwich Woodman. Uh, you know, the it's, town selectman, the troopy in Montville, or everyone's all posting about it. Yeah, everyone's getting just, involved uh, in it now. Jeez, I mean, everybody's involved. and I, Yeah, at least it had a happy ending, but you know what? At the end of the day, she brought awareness to this guy's well-being. Turned out he needed yeah. help, and everyone was so freaked out by this post because they dragged themselves on some weird tangent. Yeah, that they were hyper aware of it, and everyone was looking for this guy. Finally, social media comes in good for a change. Holy smokes! I know, weird, isn't it? Yeah, about time. Happens once in a while. Yeah. yeah, once in a while. Look at I guess. that. So yeah, that was good. Great. You can't. So, so uh, do solar uh, eclipses, though. He doesn't know anything yeah. about. Uh, apparently, he doesn't know anything about. Uh, jacking up a car and changing tires or whatever yeah because that's all the other posts on that freaking town pages are it's like any other page (laughs) can someone change a tire if he could change a tire i'll give him a grinder or something i'll put some meat on his bones feed him some soup (laughs) you know right come on oh anyway it's been a while since i heard that a grinder what is it down there sub or is that the app you're on no that's the food (laughs) that's great what is it? Grinder. What is it? Grinder. You, you, Sounds you, like a sandwich. I don't know what it is. What, what is it? Grinder is a homosexual dating app. It's weird that you guys know this, but okay. <laughs> um, Some of them are, are uh, you know, uh, pass- passable. I was going to say. There you go. <laughs> so, anyway, yeah, that's. <laughs> I can't believe that. Whatever you want to do, Jesse. Oops. So, you. back to what we were supposed to be doing personal updates. Right. I was going to have a personal update, but I don't anymore for whatever reason, and I don't know why. You're going to have a short future post uh, personal update. Next, we're probably plugging next week's show. We'll be doing some racing. Not but anymore. No, not it's, no, we were supposed to be racing this week. Yeah, not in two anymore. days, essentially, from airtime or from record time, I mean. Not anymore. Because not anymore. Uh, out of absolute nowhere, Thompson decided to. Whoever it was, I don't know who did it or why, if it was the track or the promotion team, uh, took the date and moved it from July 13th, which I think it was supposed to be slated for, and moved it to August 16th, I think. Double double header or whatever. But it's literally a double header. Yeah, it's like two days in a row. Yeah, it's August 16th and 17th, because they were going to be racing on the 17th anyway. So they put a date on a Tuesday for August 16th. So you got to save your equipment on the Wednesday, and then on the Thursday, you have to go all out. And If there's anybody left, right, they can have a race on Thursday. So if you crash on Wednesday, you're now going to lose two races instead of just one. I was going to say, are SK Lights racing? Because they won't make it to the next day. Jeez. They can't pass each other, so no, there's, no, there's no side-by-side racing anyway. Oh, yeah, it's not, not like that. Oh, and they have spotters too. So yeah, so they did, they would they don't crash as much because they know what's around them. So yeah, I mean we were gonna have some updates, but now I don't. So car still on jack stands, collecting dust like usual. Uh, I made some uh, repairs, upgrades, and changes to make it better. Hopefully, that's all I got because it's the same thing that I've given you the last four weeks since the last freaking race. And now I gotta wait another four weeks. People are texting me like, "Why don't you go race somewhere else?" I'm like, "Cause I don't have money. In order to race, you need money, and I don't have tires for anywhere else, and I'm not buying them for one race." 
Unless somebody wants to hand me money, then I'm all game. But nope, we're not doing it. So that's pretty much all I got. Who else? Well, Phil probably actually drives. So sometimes every now and then he sometimes. He would. I mean, I, I practiced the car Friday night. That's more I than was, what we I did. So chief. yeah, I was crew chief duties on Saturday. There you I'll, go. I'll take my car to practice at Waterford just to say I drove something. Yeah. More than <laughs> Maybe I'll shake got. it down. I don't know. Whatever. So Phil's up. What about you, Jess? Do you have any updates? Nope. I'm all. That's that's my update. Uh, no song because you had that joke going for a while. Nah, I don't have it up this time. <laughs> it's kind of run out of steam. Ah. The the jokes run out of steam. Yeah. The the, the joke we have done for over 100 plus episodes. Right. Driving the big brown pressure cooker around town, <laughs> delivering packages. Yeah, crap. All right, so it's like it, I get all the heat of race car driving in the summer, but without the fun, heat and stress. Yeah, because it's like a hundred and forty in the back of those trucks. Oh, it's hotter than hell. No, yeah, but none of the fun. No, no, it's gross. Like a mail truck, they've got uh, the exhaust running right under the seat and the floor, so you bump your leg on the little diamond plate aluminum that's right there in the doorstep under your seat and you burn yourself it's fun it's a great time you should try it yeah got a good branding I'll, uh, I'll pass no ac they got a fan that blows hot air off a black dashboard yeah it's great and a giant yeah. gl- glass greenhouse windshield it's awesome you haven't gotten the giant sprinter van usps vehicles like hell you no here? no you have probably all city carriers down there a lot of them have the nicer, newer vans. There's a bunch of them, though, that still drive the old trucks like you guys. Yeah, but like I said, the, what I do is like I don't I don't stop, so I have to service boxes, and a van is really not good at that. Yeah, it's fair. A purpose-built vehicle, and they got purpose-built vehicles in the pipeline since, uh, I don't know, five years ago, and we've never seen one yet. So, all There's right. a lot of people down here with personal vehicle, mail carrier, cars, whatever the hell you call them. That doesn't surprise me. I mean, I've done that before. But moving on, this is not mail talk. <laughs> Move on from that. Uh, let's see. All right, second segment of the show, since we're all out of personal updates, we might as well go into this one, because I think this one's going to be pretty fun. You got a good one this week, Brent, because I hope so. It was actually sent to me by a listener. We awesome. We actually got a little participation this week, so awesome. why don't we kick it and start the DARF comment of the week. It's still bad. I have, I've changed my it's mind. It's terrible. But it's the only song we got for the Darf comment it's of the week. It's my favorite thing of the world. Stop it. <laughs> it's great. I can't decide what I want, if if it's good or bad. All right, so this week we got one from a listener, and this is a good one. Uh, this was sent to us by longtime listener and contributor Sean Miner. Uh, I didn't tell him I was going to use this this week so I could surprise him, but he found us a doozy. All right, this is fun. This is in regards to a tweet that was posted by, uh, let's see, Kyle Petty, of all people, because I believe he did a video segment. says he sat down with his dad and Jeff Gordon for their first ever interview together to recall their memories of the 1992 season finale at Atlanta. It was Richard Petty's last race and Jeff's first race. And he goes on to say, he posts a couple pictures and says, tune in for the feature interview this Sunday during pre-race on the USA Network for the race at Atlanta. Yeah, the one where Alan Kowicki won by the fewest amount of points ever. Yeah, and Davey Allison crashed, and uh, I think it was Elliot couldn't quite catch uh, 
He yeah. lost by 10 points. Oh, yeah, he lost by 10. But they had 185 points to win back then, so 10 was nothing. Um, so there's a reply to this. All right. This is great. I, it sounds like an obvious troll comment, but then I looked through the guy's Twitter, and I can tell you he's an idiot. So, And we'll go to that. Don't worry. We'll get to that. So it's posted by somebody named James, and then in quotes it says Jim, because we never put Jim and James together. There's also no way. Also known as Jim. Yeah. James, also known as Jim. Okay. <laughs> cool. Good for you. It's like saying Robert and Bob. We never put that together. Uh, Langer, at in low Billy. Where'd I get Billy from? Anyway, is that a country thing? Because I don't know country. I was going to say, it should say inbred Billy. It should be. It says I-N-L-O-W Billy. That's his Twitter handle. If you want to tell him he's an idiot, go follow him. He's only got four followers. Um, <laughs> Hold on. Me. Let me be nice right now and take... No. Nope. No. Trust me, we'll go into this later. You don't want to follow him. All right. He, quote, says, so much talent in this picture, because it's Kyle and Richard and Jeff Gordon. He says, so much talent in this picture, and it's all from Jeff Gordon. You're a fat girl with L.A. gear sneakers, and I hope you hit a pole and die. (laughs) Great. So, Sean... He replies to our listener, Sean. He replies to this guy and says, he tags me and Phil and says, Darf nominee. So this guy actually replies to him. And his reply is very strange. He says, Android equals poor. Android equals poor. Well, because Sean posted on Twitter for Android. And so this guy goes, Android equals poor. And I looked through his Twitter and anybody else who commented something negative about what he said if they posted on an Android, he would just target them and say, Android equals poor. I'm like, what? What's that, like 50% of the people out there? And your parents have any children that live? <laughs> I love Hartman. Oh, my God. All right, so. I'm probably the minority of the group that has the iPhone because I'm sitting with two Android people, I think. Yes. I have stock in Apple. And I For don't, now. So. And you know how much I care that you guys have Androids? None. I care that I you have care. an iPhone because that gives me more money in the end on my stock options. I'm helping. I'm I'm fine with that. I'm still paying this. So. <laughs> I, I'm 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 going to get an iPhone next week. Finally, they're not bad. Bring a charger. All right. So this guy's <laughs> this Bring guy's like six different batteries is what I'm being told about the new one. Really? Because you can't change the battery in it like you can an Android because Android you're actually no, like more those ex- user-friendly. The extended, the extended batteries that plug in? Oh, just turn on your battery save mode and live without getting any updates. All right, so this guy's... I got to go into this guy because he's an idiot, so I wanted to pad this out. His Twitter handle... I mean, below his Twitter handle is his Twitter bio. Anybody who has Twitter knows that. Here's his Twitter bio. You want to hear it? It's the most cringy, douchey shit I've ever seen in my life. Ready? Yes, sir. By the way, his uh, picture is of an old man with uh, cargo pants, very long socks, with it looks like New Balances, sitting on a John Deere tractor. About a mid-sized one. Probably him. It is, probably, except his name is Billy on Twitter and Jim on regular. I have no idea. We'll move on. All right, so here's his bio. Okay, ready? That's because he wants to be Billy Badass. Oh, wait for it. All right, here's his bio. 
Dirty Hands Clean Money, Locally Hated, Equ- Heavy Equipment Operator, Not Married But Love Married Women, Ooh. Enforcer, I like Phil's, <laughs> really? Yeah, You it's... are garbage. Enforcer of Common Sense, oh God, and John Deere Owner. Yeah. Why are you out of breath from picking up the phone? Oh my God! Look, uh, uh, it's the most douchey shit I've ever seen. Why what are you I so just mean? did. This guy does that in the mirror to himself. Yes. Okay, so I'm going through and I'm reading his Twitter. He posted something that said we need to stop acting like Afghanistan is the victim here. Um, oh God, he's one of them, huh? He posted. Let's see here. I stand with Russia. Uh, he found this like picture of some girl and said goodness please sit on my face um how big a boy are you down there sir not very uh let's see here pink nipples (laughs) apparently he can't afford to drive to work hilarious can he drive his john deere to work i'm a meaty breasted little nothing (laughs) i mean if he's from alabama oh here's a good one transportation hang on hang on i got a good one uh, he said the gays want lower gas prices as well. Uh, let's see here. I know you'll be lying on your stomach for a week crying and pretending it's just comfortable that way. <laughs> uh, uh, he, he does not I don't li- even have to talk. I just point and click. <laughs> he so really good. does not like North Dakota, apparently. North Dakota, really? Yeah. Um, I mean, does anybody like North Dakota? I like North Dakota. Dakota. Wyoming's way worse. South Dakota's way worse than North Dakota. South Dakota and Wyoming are way worse. North Dakota is actually pretty nice. Is it Yellowstone in Wyoming or something? South Dakota. South Dakota, I think, right? It's South Dakota. I'm still looking for shit (laughs) takes on this guy here. Uh, He really gets after one person. I don't know. Defund the MLB. Baseball is a sign of spring, and you greedy bastards are ruining it. We should tag uh, okay. our DARF comments, the the people who receive the award. Every tag them when we post. Yeah, post the. <laughs> we should so tag them, and then we can have a DARF comment of the year. Any Ukrainian women need a place to stay? Just send me a message, bro. You have four followers. Any four? Any Ukrainian women tired? How about you have a seat on my face? <laughs> Jesus Christ! He sounds face. like he would say that's, that. That's yeah. something that somebody like him would say. He also retweeted Jake Paul, which was fucking great. <laughs> that, that that guy in himself. Sure. Uh, I found is, the douche comment like of the J- week. Jake Paul's alter ego. It very well could be. Uh, it's probably his burner account that he just started. So anyway, uh, we can go into this guy all day, but this is, I think, to be fair, this is probably the kind of person who just figured out just now that there's this thing called an internet troll that exists and is joining like 15 years late and he doesn't know how to do it. I'm thinking so. I, um, I do have a, uh, a secondary DARF comment of the week, and it's kind of a blanket award. I'd like to hear it. Everybody that is currently commenting on the Thompson Post giving the pass and act guys shit. Yeah, because there's yeah. been no word from basically anyone about why they changed the date. But the, the it's art- really not their call to change the date because the Speedway literally hands them a list and says, here's the open dates you can rent if you want. That's all you're getting. They can't I- say where the call comes from because they, if they say anything, why, 
Like number one, like they have to justify what they're doing. Number two, do you think that they want to throw the racetrack under the bus that they're leasing from? Yeah, they're not going to do that. They're not going to do anything like that. That's not good. So I don't blame them for anything. Oh, you know, get off the, this. The it is what I it is, and I hate the saying. Just be happy that someone's taking care of that that track right now and is willing to put up the money and put in the effort to have it going because the Hainig family sure as hell wasn't gonna. Yeah, yeah, it you was know? very very evident. Yeah, so, if the act if the act and past guys have to work with another date, they got to work with another date, and, and that's the end of it. You know, it's not their the, fault. The, and, the back-to-back dates suck, especially for you, mm-hmm. Brent. But it sucks for everybody. It. Yeah, it, it is what it is, and everybody's like freaking out. Oh, they're they're worried about the conflict between the modified tour and the open modifieds. That's not it at all, because then they're going to be back-to-back in two days instead of in four days. Right. So there's there's something more that we don't know about. Maybe it's tires. Maybe they can't get enough tires right now to to supplement both tracks for the weekend. Maybe they could only do New Hampshire. Yeah, what if they did New Hampshire a solid by switching their date? You know, because New Hampshire's a bigger date. It's going to attract more interest. Help them out. Maybe they'll help you out. You know, it's why, good for the sport. do this stuff for a reason. It's a business, and they're not going to schedule against themselves back to back and purposely shoot themselves in the foot like some idiots on there are trying to say. Yeah, you don't want to like, go head to head with another big race. It just doesn't make sense. I a- anybody you. that's out there bitching and complaining, go fuck yourself. Anytime because you have no idea what it's like behind the scenes and you don't know the truth. Go support Drop the dead. track because it could be gone tomorrow. Anytime before COVID. This wouldn't have been a problem, but now since we have tire problems, now it is. So, yeah, they have to come up with different solutions. And people, people again, they don't understand that. Like, if these guys get rained out at Thompson, they lose money because they paid to rent the facility. It's a catastrophe. It's an it's a utter catastrophe. Yep. It is. They don't got anything to fall back on. They they have to think about their break even point. Yeah. They, you know? they can't then, afford to lose money when doing this. It, it's crazy, too, because I actually had a discussion with the track manager of Citrus County down here on Friday night uh, while we were practicing, and he told me what their break-even point is. They're looking for 350 people in the front gate and 450 in the back. It's only $18,000. So it's like they're trying to cover, I mean, only $18,000. That's purse, lease, all that stuff. But Thompson's no different. Thompson's shooting for the same stuff. Yeah, I'm sure their number is much higher. So if they miss out on a crowd that's maybe up in New Hampshire for the weekend camping, that's not going to be at Thompson. Well, that's a good reason to cancel or postpone the race to me. It's a business decision. A racetrack is a business. Mm-hmm. This guy gets it. I, I don't care if you don't like it, if you don't like the date change. If they're going to lose money, they're not going to be there next year. So they have to do what's best for them. It doesn't matter what's best for you so I did see a lot of people concerned about other people taking time off. I took time off, but you know what I did? I picked up my phone and said, hey, can we cancel that time off so that I can move it to a different date? Yeah, sure. Okay, thanks. It's more than 24 hours notice, and that's pretty much yeah common on every every job. You at least need like a day's notice if you want to take a day off here and there, you know? And I saw people going, oh, why, why, why can't we do it on Sunday? Well, you're probably going to have the same problem because people are going to be in New Hampshire for the cup race. Yeah. And they probably have scheduled racing going on at the track because every weekend the road course is running, pretty much. Right. It doesn't just Pretty much idle. every road, every weekend. There's so many layers to it. People just 
need to shut up. That's I hate social media for that reason. Like it has been cancer to auto racing because it gives people who don't deserve a platform a platform. It's a cancer to everything. It gives people especially in auto racing an undeserved feeling that they have the right to complain about things that they don't need to complain about. Yeah, like their opinion actually matters. It's like what it doesn't. It's like can't you just enjoy it like the way it is? Like I don't want this state to change either because I took the time off and I'm ready and I'm doing all these things. But grumpy Meg, I still am just going to roll with it because that's all we can do. Then again, I've been in racing for, you know, over 20 something years and I understand that this shit takes a bunch of whole different layers, but I'm just going to roll with it. What am I supposed to do? Well, you know, hey, hey, listen. It, not going to complain. Doesn't matter what it is. The, it's the the dumbest people are usually the most loudest and violent. So, this is why we're in the state of affairs that we are, anyway. Mm-hmm. No matter yeah. what relating to anything. So, we'll just enjoy what we got and uh, move on from here. Yep. When racing dies because these people are idiots, I'll just buy a boat. You know who didn't? Yeah. <laughs> you spend about the same amount of money. Hey, at least I'm used to it. You might have more fun. I don't want a boat. There's At least that's monsters. what Bill McNeil says. I live on a freaking lake, and I don't have a boat. I would rather, I, you know, if yeah, I had one, well, I would have spent all day out on it. Well, today. the minute you step off the boat, if a monster eats your leg off, then what? It's then not. There's trouble. no monsters. There's in monsters in the or, ocean. Or the I'm not in the. O- I'm not going in the ocean. I'm, I'm not worried about lake. Slender Man. I'm worried about Thick Boy Jaws over there going dun dun. Duh, duh, and trying to eat well, good my for leg. You. Jaws doesn't live in freshwater, so. Well, I live. Yeah, I. What I about live the... on a freshwater pond? I'm not gonna go to the ocean. The ocean's stupid. Screw that place. There's a shark from Lake Tartaruga. I, I, I was gonna say I don't it's think Nessie went cartoon. on an American vacation either. The Nessie's not even real anyway. It's a promotion for selling. They don't have anything. They're in snapping there. turtles in freshwater. Nope, I'm not going there either. They bite your wiener off. Goodbye. I'm not gonna be swimming. I'm gonna be in the boat. Uh, if you one pee hole leak, nope. <laughs> Goodbye. Uh, who, who who did have racing? Stafford had racing. I think they had racing. Hang on. Okay, so we got to close out racing, the Darf yes. comment of the week here. Still, if I could uh, yeah. ever unlock my notes because I am a ham fisted oaf. So let's see. Oh, I clicked off his page, but whatever. So James Jim Langer at In Low Billy. Shut up. You're a moron. Leave Twitter. Delete yourself from the you gene stink, pool. You and I don't like leave, you. Leave Earth. Yeah. Can 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 he be the first person on Mars, please? We'll just send him. Him call, with Uncle Joe. Someone call Those Elon Musk. Would be great. They won't make it. All right. So hey, we got to talk. Don't care as long as they're not here. Oh, that's fair. <laughs> we got to talk about this real quick before we go into the local stuff because this happened before the local stuff. Uh, we were talking about Noah Gregson and Sage Caram at Road America. Well, there was fines and penalties levied against Noah Gregson, and I wanted to hear your guys' opinions of them. Uh, he was apparently fined $35,000 and penalized 30 driver and 30 owner points for, quote, violating the NASCAR member code of conduct following his incident with Sage Karam at Road America. Thoughts? Too strict? Not strict enough? Don't like it for oh. one reason. Okay. I'm tired of NASCAR not officiating these incidents when they happen. If it's good enough for us, it's good enough for them. Set an example. It was clear as day what happened there. He hooked left and intentionally tried to wreck him. It was it was right, but close. Or right, what it, whatever. Yeah, I don't care if he was driving like a douche. It doesn't really matter. Mm-hmm. It. Uh, I mean, the, it the, costs the a lot of guys good cars. 
Yeah, the fine and the penalty, it should have happened either way, but it should have happened right then and there. He should have been parked and sent home. I agree. And I'm a Noah Gregson fan. I love the kid. I think his personality is great. The Tim Richmond wannabe shit, he can kind of knock off because he ain't Tim Richmond. That's douchey. You're not Tim. Yeah, you're not Tim Richmond. Stop trying to be Playboy. Tim Richmond. Tim Richmond was fun, not a douche. He was a part of it. He was a, a. He was a reflection of his time, not somebody trying to go into the past to try to dig up some old. You know, nostalgic, nostalgia, yeah. wannabe stuff. Hey, Haley Deegan brought this up. Where was it? I think it was on DBC probably three or four weeks ago when she was on there. That she thinks the truck series, as an example, is getting out of hand mm-hmm. and they need to make calls during the race for aggressive, over aggressive driving. And a lot of people who aren't part of the short track community don't understand what that means. They think, Oh, it's it's just a judgment call. No, it's not. You can tell. I have a theory. If something is intentional. I have a theory. What year did they come out and say boys have at it? Oh god. 2007, 2008. It's been a while. No, earlier than that. Was I was going to say like 05, right? I was going to say oh well, I'm going to look at it. I'm Googling it right now, actually. I thought it was it's a, like sometime oh, in the... Wikipedia. Here we go. Sometime in the early 90s, late 90s or something. Quote, formerly used by NASCAR to describe the philosophies. Drivers started using it in 2010 to solve their disputes on the track. Practice was not abandoned. Continued into... That's a it wasn't really 2010. Weird. I don't think it was 2010 either. I think it was Robin Pemberton. I believe it was. Uh, let's see here. We're just kind of Googling it, so just kind of bear with us. We but really let me want tell to get this right because, because I, I have a specific theory, and we have to have the date correct. And, I mean, we just kind of. Well, I'll tell you what. NASCAR wants to be like stick and ball sports. Well, here's an idea. How about you know, how about have a referees? Yeah, 2004. Was it 2004? I believe it was 2004. That was pretty close. Hmm. I, I didn't think it was that early, but okay. I thought it was a little later than that, but yeah, I, I thought it was after the chase came into play. Oh, I thought it was, was a lot earlier year. than that, man. Jesse yeah. could be very right, well, I'm but let's just say it was somewhere between 2004 and 2010. That's you know the late aughts. Yeah, it's it's been a while. They've been pushing that mentality. Yeah. Just say the mid to late aughts. Five years is really not a big deal. So let's go with my theory here. When were the formative years of these kids who are in the truck series? You said it before the 2010 right season, but I thought it was earlier than that. Yeah. So it was right around the mid to late aughts, correct? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that's the formative childhood years where you're learning morals and you're learning different rights and wrongs and stuff. So these kids are all racers, so they've probably sat and watched endless amounts of NASCAR, and they sit there and they watch guys just take everyone out in their way and win races that way, right? Boys have at it. That was 2010. Yeah, so we'll say 2010, but that still falls within our time frame. Yeah. All right. So I think one of NASCAR's biggest problems, though, is they have these stuffed suits that are not racers in the in the booths making calls. They have no idea what racing is. Yeah, they're just hired and they're put into that position. And they said, oh, if you see something, make a call on it. Well, I have an idea. I have a theory. If NASCAR wants to be a legitimate sport and not sports entertainment, 
So don't get me started. We'll, we'll yeah, we'll not because go there. Because they had yet another WWE we'll not go superstar there. pre-race. Yeah, we're not going to go there because if they want to be a legitimate sport, you have to have officials. What sports? Do you, they have a flag on the field for football. You throw a flag on the field, you got a penalty. Blow the whistle in basketball. You have you put them in the sin bin for hockey. Baseball even throw people out. Baseball, yeah. they just eject you right then and there, and then they just start kicking sand at each other. That's, a competent and experienced yeah. race director can make the call. You need to have Tapley officials. Uh, you need to have you need to have like a turn four, ref, a turn one referee, a turn two referee, a turn, and then a general yeah. referee. They have four referees on ice in hockey, or three of them, whatever. Well, they. To be fair, in NASCAR, they have the ability to be up in a centralized booth at all times with monitors in front of them. Yeah. So they only really need one person watching the monitor. It like a security guard. And it doesn't matter what a tent is. Hey, I went for the ball in basketball, okay? I went for the ball. I slapped him in the wrist or on in his pee-pee or something. Oops. You know, it doesn't matter what the intent is. It's still a foul. Yeah. A- avoidable contact is you a know? very easy call. It's a foul, boys. Contact resulting in a penalty is contact. Intent is not. And it is, you don't judge based off of thought or intent. You base off action. Yeah. Which is what most good race directors. And sometimes do. there's an offensive foul, and sometimes there's a defensive foul. If somebody, you know, chopped somebody that was all the way at the bottom of the racing groove, and he goes around, guess what? Offensive foul. You go. You Intent. got. It's you, like iRacing. You, you take your you take your punishment, and you go to the back of, of the field. It's like or, I, or we could does. even go a step further and say if somebody ships it in a little too hot on the bottom, it gets tight and slides up and spins someone out. Well, I'm sorry. You made the decision to send it in on the bottom like that. That's avoidable contact. Yeah, Ross Chastain foul. Same con- Yeah, it's the same thing. It's basically <laughs> kind of like, where I was going. It's exactly. basically like yeah, I-racing like I rules. Intent is yep. no cause for penalty. You made contact with somebody. Chase Elliott would be Chase you. Elliott blocking, blocking super shoe up in the fence. That's an offensive foul incident points oh, there yeah, you go he'd, that's he'd, charging he'd you have know. been sent to the tail end of the lead lap i'd send him to the tail end of the lead lap that would be controversial as hell they would have burned that, they would have burned that track to the ground man thank <laughs> god i hate that place now <laughs> oh atlanta's awful yeah they could have yeah freaking ruined it in 10 years it's gonna be awesome but right now it sucks it's terrible yes atlanta used to be my favorite track even after they put the dog leg in because it was so fast, and guys still had to lift, and the racing was great. Yeah, well, yeah, didn't now Jeff Bodine qualify there at 200 miles an hour? 197, I think. I think, think, I think that was the record. Yeah. yeah. I don't even think that's been broken. 197.6 or some shit. Yeah, it was crazy fast. It wasn't broken either, was it? Never been broken. Not going to no, be broken, never. That's never, probably never no. going to be broken, yeah. No. But yeah. Especially not with 510 horsepower. She has seven-inch rear spoiler. Nope. So I mean, limp-wristed ass motors. I'll Ugh. bring up, I'll bring up um, the the. I guarantee NASCAR would bring this up as a response. We can't be putting people out or you know retiring cars or suspending drivers because of their sponsorship commitments, and we need sponsors to stick around in the sport and not be pissed off that we made some call that took their name off of the field of play. Guess what? NHRA don't do that. It nope. don't matter. <laughs> NHRA, if you don't qualify, you don't qualify. Sorry. Yep, that's so. the same same reason I don't I don't care for the charter system. I understand what they're trying to do, but if you ain't good enough this week, sorry, buddy. Try let's, again. Let's be fair. I don't care. 
and say that who you are. it doesn't. Yeah, exactly. Because guess how NASCAR grew in the 80s, 90s heydays? They had, if you don't qualify, you go home rules. And they still had sponsors. They still had teams. They still had all this stuff. It still helped to build the sport. It didn't matter. Well, there it was more of a meritocracy. Now we're in an oligarchy. Right. My, my favorite NASCAR qualifying good. package was when they used to do uh, two days. The top 24, top 25 locked in on day one, and then the rest of the guys could requalify on day two and bump their way up if they wanted to or just make the field. But they also had like 60 cars back then instead of 38 every week for 38 spots. Yeah. I mean, I, I appreciate single car qualifying, but we're not bringing that up because we're talking about penalty. Right. Um, I still don't believe in the whole NASCAR is overly protective of their sport now because, and I think that it's to the point where they think that it's failing and they kind of know that it's failing. So they're trying to just make sure they kind of do damage control forever. And that's not the way to run it. You got to be on offense the whole time, right. you know? And I mean, it's a, death spiral where right panic is susan when you're in a death spiral and part of that death spiral i think we can probably go into it later but we might as well talk about it now is dumbing down the sport i mean the whole reason that they repaved atlanta was to do restrictor plate style racing and the only people that restrictor plate style racing really excites are all the new fans because they're like oh my god they're going so fast and they're so close together look at this racing meanwhile nobody's passing and you can't if, pass if you or no one's, together, no one's passing. And you can sit there and watch the pack go by and watch somebody pull out and nobody goes with them. And guess what? They don't pass they organically. The they go backwards. It's you so frustrating pass. to watch. You can't pass unless you have help. So there's limited passing. Yep. Yeah. Oh, but don't worry, Jesse. They're going to do hybrid electrification soon and you'll have a push to pass button oh that'll make Ooh. everything better no it absolutely won't it won't because i'll get into it later but that'll be fun yeah we'll get into no. we'll get into how they raced later and what races were the best of all the weekend so we might as well stop bsing about it but yeah the penalty we yeah you should have just kicked him out right then and there you're gone out of the race you're gonna Sage get Karam absolutely deserved to get hooked oh but yeah. not in not in front of the field number one he didn't and, deserve to get hooked. He deserves to get punted. Yeah. Well, well whatever. Hook, hook him into hook him into the grass. I would have just him into the grass, and I think that's in, really what he was trying to do. He just did it the wrong time. All he needed to do was just to punt him into the gravel trap off turn one. That yep. was all he needed to do. But the racetrack's so goddamn long. Who knows where you're going to be once you get back to him? Yeah. If you so, want to punish somebody, do it with with uh, playoff points. There's a video. That's a punishment. Around. There's a video floating around on Twitter right now of Sage Karam uh, in a bunch of videos of Sage Karam just driving through people. Oh, yeah. No, I'm not yeah, saying he's in that way through guy, indie cars. Guy, you put fenders on his race car, and he thinks he has to use them. Even without fenders, he was pretty rough he, when he was with the indie car days. He, he he did a lot of moving guys out of the way and right-rearing guys. I wasn't Money so doesn't yeah. buy a racing experience. I wasn't no. I wasn't so mad about him getting wrecked because I mean I don't know the backstory of anything, but I do know that I was more upset about Brandon Brown. I was more upset with all the innocent cars that got wrecked, like Jordan Anderson's car and Brandon Brown's car, and all the other guys with you know no money because Myatt Snyder was in that wreck too. Well, and, I, I care about Jordan Anderson. I don't care about Myatt Snyder. No, I care about Jordan. That's why I mentioned his name. Yes. Yeah. So I mean. <laughs> 
My my Snyder needs to go find another hobby because racing ain't it. Yeah, too bad his dad wasn't a golf announcer. <laughs> Maybe he'd be a caddy. Yeah, he'd be a caddy. <laughs> he, he probably should go be an announcer, but he has to shave the mountain man beard off and cut his hair. He really looks hideous with it anyway. He looks like he's twelve trying to grow a Brillo pad on his chin. It's like the the ninth graders like conned him into buying their pubes and gluing them to his face. God yeah. damn it, Scott Tennerman. <laughs> All right, so yeah, I think they should have just booted him. They would have got the 35,000 and more than 30 driver and owner points by just booting him out of the damn race. Playoff points. Playoff points is the big deal. Yeah, they could have taken that from him, too. That's where it hurts. Yeah, because he's in it. So Yeah, he's in the playoffs. We could That's go down. where it would hurt. Yeah, we could go down this freaking road forever, but we're way too far in. So there you go. All right, Stafford. I love Stafford. I might be there this week helping them with video. So we'll see what Sweet. we'll see what goes on there this week. Uh, yeah, they're a little shorthanded. You're going to pick up a little bit of slack. That'd be fun. Yeah, I offered to help, and uh, we'll see what happens. So uh, sounds good. It sounds like fun. All right, Stafford. will travel. Let's go to street stocks. A caution at about halfway bunched the field back up, and that helped to flip the lead, uh, flip the field up front as well. Uh, Bill Cody got sideways, lost all track position, but meanwhile, Adrian Parody ran away and hid from Nick Hovey to score his first win of the season. Yeah, he got to the front first and just ran. Yeah. I'll tell you what, if that was your car, Brent, I would have locked, I would have welded the springs and I would have welded the jacking bolts so that you would never, ever touch them again. Because after you, after well, you do well, you change the car and to, you change the springs. To all be the time. fair, to be fair, because his car was running good. Man. To be fair, if it was Jesse's welding, I would just touch. It the would bolt break. And it would break off anyway. <laughs> it would so just snap off. Anyway. Just make whatever changes I want, no matter what. <laughs> be like, great. Now I got these crappy boogers all stuck to my stuff. Yeah, great. great job with the burger weld. Now I got to fix it. You, you welded my <laughs> you know spring, you dummy. Now it's gonna have different tension because you heated it up. You know what the biggest key to Adrian's win was on uh, Friday? What's that? He finally learned how to not drive straight to the apex. Oh, yeah. What do you mean he uh, had too shallow of an entry before? Is that what you're saying? He pinches off the entry so bad. Around the corner off more. He's Yeah, he's been working on arcing it week by week. You can see it more and more. He's getting more comfortable with it. But this week it just... I, I watched the race last night just when I got home just to make sure I could actually know what happened. And his his corners looked great for once. And it was the first time that I've seen that car handle that well, too. Joe Brockett got it hooked up for him. So, yeah, that's no, I mean, a good observation. Yeah. And, you know, now that you mention it, 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 you know, it sounds like a really reasonable uh, condition. There's a few guys that have yeah. a really bad habit of driving really straight into the corner at Stafford, kind of old school where they used to pinch and, uh, Use the apron or use the dirt almost like Ryan Fern used to back in the day to, to make the car turn on entry. And it seems like the groove has moved up maybe a car and a half on entry a little bit to where you can drive down to the white line in the center and, and make the straightaway really long if you arc the entry into one. Three, it doesn't look like you drive a whole lot different than you used to, but one looks like it's changed a little bit. Yeah, they also said they sprayed it too, but they didn't say where. The high groove. Was it the high groove? Yeah. Yeah, it was Because I got the email from scott running so um is that his name yeah i think so uh anyway we'll move on to the late models this race went green to checkered surprisingly uh paul root led early he would relinquish uh, the lead to tom fern and uh tom would hold it to the end of the race and he picked up his first win in a while 
Uh, Adam Gray mowed through the field like well, usual. By the way, Tom Fern's 75th win. Oh, it's a 75th. Okay, yep, so that's he's his 75th win. So uh, he's got what? Yep. How many to catch Rocco? Oh, I don't one know. or two. I don't know. It's a few. I don't have the numbers. I think up. he's got one. Woody's right. at 80, right? Yeah, Woody hit 80. So he's in second by four or five. Obviously, Teddy's gone. He's yeah, 131, Ted, <laughs> something like that. Someone's going to have to race full time for the next like 10 years and win everything. A minimum of three, two or three a year to, to beat Teddy. Yeah, a lot. But I. Good. Uh, I thought you had something to say. Oh, no. He's got one. He's got, oh, one to one. Keith. Okay. Yeah, I thought I thought Keith only had one up on him. Keith, uh, Tom Fern did say in his interview, his post-race interview in the pits with uh, Nicole or whoever interviewed him, that he went back to a setup from like 2016 or 2017, hmm. just looking for speed. Jeez. So it, it, it's interesting to hear that the old setups are working that good still because – all the tracks are changing. They lose grip every year. They change. Oh, tires changing. I'll tell you about yep. Waterford when we get to it. Yeah, tires changing. The track changes. There's yeah. uh, all kinds of different suspension components, and they all work different. And for him to go back into the well that deep and try to find something, well, good on you for keeping good records. And if he's that fast right out of the gate, I would say he's probably going to win quite a few more races this year if he keeps doing it. Because he was mm-hmm. saying that was a setup they ran as in like 2016 or 17, won 12 or 13 races with. So. Well, as long as Adam Gray gets held back because he's still lightning fast. By the way, uh, go back. Adam's there, a just. bad mother in the freaking late models there. So between second and fifth, it's really tight. It's like, I mean, Bugsy Stevens is not going to come back like we said last week. Um, it's like 80 of Woody Pitcat. You never know. Keith has 76. Tom's got 75. Bugsy Stevens is retired. Then it drops off a lot because Bugs had 72. It goes to Ryan Pasako, who had 52. So there's like a gap of 20 there. He's not coming back either. I kind of doubt it. I haven't seen him I on the love, league lately. I would love to see him come back. They've, I think him and his wife have been traveling. Enjoying their life instead of spending it on, you know, racing. Yeah, yeah they were they were down this area a couple of weeks ago, I believe. Um, what a weird I know concept. Ben has been doing some family stuff, so he hasn't been running with us either. But I like running with those guys. They're they're a ton of fun. Yeah. Um, anyway, so yeah, that's pretty tight up top. We still got Pit Cat, Rocco, Fern, two, three, and four are within five wins of each other. So you could see some shuffling at the top of the all time win leaders list so that's pretty interesting side note another good side note is uh adam gray's finishes i mean he finished second again his last six finishes by the way first 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 second second that's crazy that they, is, can't, they can't put him in the back farther far enough to, you have to start him in I the parking lot see, yeah i really want to see a three-way metric late model match race between jay stewart Actually, four-way. Jay Stewart, Tom Fern, Adam Gray, and Hutchings. How about Phil Rondo? Jeez, guy made his living winning the I'm, G I'm chassis I'm talking about models. people that, could, that are willing to still come back and race. I don't think, think Rondo f- would get in the car again. Give him a I, car, I would love I to see, because I never got to see Rondo drive. <laughs> he's he's another one of those. Like I, I, I came to Waterford way too late. I never got to see him race. Rondo was boring. I'm going to say that right now. He was too technically was perfect. Yeah. Because he, it was utter, utter perfection. Randy you know, Tucker said that, that car was that, that perfect. Rondo was just like always dead on every time he He show. would come out dead on, 
and he never had to rough anybody up to get by him. Nope. Cars he, were always beautiful. He, they were just uh, beautifully well prepared. He you wasn't sliding. Kind of he wouldn't me? slide around like a Brian McCarthy or anything. Cars are always hooked dead up, and he drove to the front quick, fast, and efficiently. Mm-hmm. He was like another. It was. It's amazing. It's like watching the New England Patriots back when they all won the Super Bowls because they were they were boring because they were too perfect. Yeah, everything was you know? so regimented. He he was like perfection personified. And I'm a Patriots Phil Rondo. Fan. I mean, I can't say good things about him enough. It's, it's kind of like he, all you know, the steer, stories you hear about Dick Trickle. Yeah, yeah, just Dick technically Trickle perfect. Was always smooth. Car was always dead on. Mark Martin even like dead on. Always yeah. fast. Always had your shit together when they showed up at the track, and they were always running up front. Yeah, yeah that was him. Which we, if you yeah. had like a Tommy Fox or a John Brower Jr. and you had a and you had a, a Brian McCarthy's winging the, the right rear sideways every chance they had, those guys are a little bit more exciting. <laughs> you know. Mm. But yeah, no, Rondo's a friggin' legend. Yeah, unbelievable absolutely. driver. So anyway, that is an average finish for Adam Gray over the last six races of yeah one point three. Yeah, over six races, it's a crazy That's number. over a month. It's a month Adam's and a half. A shoe and a half. He's he's probably one of the best late model racers in, in a metric car that I've personally witnessed since I've been paying attention to them. Yeah, the guy. I know he, he he showed up at Stafford and lit the place on fire and then took some time off and then came back and he's kind of, you know, been a little hit or miss, but now he's right back to where he was, dominant. Well, didn't, he, didn't he try and go run uh, – he ran Monadnock and then he tried to run the Granite State Tour in his dad's car for a while, didn't he? Yeah, because uh, Barry, I think, got out and he was driving a car yeah. for him. Barry's another one I never got to see race a lot. I, I know he's won some races in, in recent years, but – I never got to really see him race. There's so many freaking well-known racers I never get to watch up there. It <laughs> yeah. disappoints me. Same, and I still live up here, so. I will say that that Adam Gray currently kind of reminds me of Jason Bale down here. Just always shows up, beautiful car, always, always fast. Never, never matters. He just unloads fast no matter what the weather is, what the track's like, nothing. Always got it together. Mm-hmm. And at the end of the night, is at the front of the field no matter what. Yep. All right, let's move on to limited late models. There were three different leaders in the first three laps. Uh, Kevin Cormier, then Jay Clement, and then Jeremy Lavoy. Uh, it looked to me like Gary Patnode cut across the nose of Jay Clement after contact with Matt Clement, sent Patnode up the hill in turn one. It looked like he was kind of driving back down to try to go after him. And there was a car there. I've done that before. Uh, let's see resulting in a spin and a caution with six to go. Uh, stack up with four to go, spun Damian Pilardi and uh, Gary Patno did his best to climb over the side of the Ari Jensen car. Do we have that? Now, now i got to go and watch these races. Do we have I didn't what? get to watch Gary's any on. of the Stafford stuff because I was at Citrus on Friday night. I think Gary... Gary Patno, after having some scent... Yeah, he's got to get back on the wagon. Uh... <laughs> I expected more of a reaction out of Phil. Come on, Gary's wife. Help him out. He needs to win again. We'll go that direction. Jeremy Lavoy <laughs> held on through all the restarts to win, even as Gary Patnode and Damian Pilardi wrecked for the trifecta coming across the line. Uh, Matt Scapini was P2. I'm a big fan of Matt Scapini. 
Just because I like his name. <laughs> I, I think he has one of the best looking cars in that field. And it's clean. The guy's just, he's, yeah. a, he's a low buck racer and he does well. He keeps his nose clean. He just goes out there and races. I appreciate there's that. A, yeah, there was a few new faces in Victory Lane. This, and he it, won in the, the top first three. Race. There was, wasn't it because there was, Devin Jensik was uh, part of the top three podium as well, correct? Yeah, I think he, he had some problems, but he came from the back or something. Yeah. He was, he yeah, was on the podium Devin's yet won again. won a race, though, hasn't he? Yeah, Was I think it last year or this year? He won one, I think both years yeah. uh, i know okay. i know scapini ended up winning the first one and um i think uh, i like what's his face i here? like the rules package that they have for that that division right now because it seems like it's got a lot of parity most of the cars in that field could run up front and win it's yeah, an it's, entertaining division we used to hate that division too it's coming around we used to hate that division but it's actually quite entertaining now. with more cars I, it does get better Really I, I used to give that track so much shit for that division, but now if I ever moved back up there, it's probably the division I'd race. Yeah, um, it's not, a bad, might, not a bad choice. I might have to revert my car back to being legal for a street stock, especially with how the local tracks around here are going. I'm but, just going to wait about but, 10 years and make my and go on a nostalgia tour with my beater. I'll <laughs> tell you what, I think Stafford has the best rules packages right now. As much the, as I hate to admit it, even with the late models, I don't. The ACT late models just kind of. Eh. I don't know if they would really race that well at that track, but it is a handling track, so I'd, I'd be curious to see, just at least to see. I don't remember watching. Grand them race State that. cars haven't run too well there lately, and it's about the damn same car. Yeah, they're, they're just, not allowed yeah. to run bob stops anymore. They're not allowed. They, I think they run six oh four. Um. It's a, I believe it's a perimeter car, so it's pretty much the same thing as an act car, except probably a little more open in the shock rule and stuff like that. More, more shock, more tire, more power, basically, is what yeah. it is. Yeah. All right, we'll move on to the SKs here. Tyler Hines led the first 14 laps until Teddy Hodgson and Daniel Weapon, uh, I mean, Daniel Wesson, tangled <laughs> in the middle of three. and f- He's never going to live that down from me. I just say it anyway. He, sometimes. His only crime is, is having a name that rhymes with weapon. That's literally it. That's half his the, only crime. Half the time, there's no crime here, and I just say it anyway. <laughs> well, this was no crime of his either because... Not really, no. You know you know who his biggest fan is? No. What do you pick at? Yeah, that's I thought it. Yeah, I thought of that last second. Uh, after, by the way... Every um, week, you can count on the post. By the way, uh, Teddy Hodgson posted today that uh, his car owner there, Dan Avery, is pulling the car off the track and is uh, not running that car anymore. So why is that? Because it was too far, too far gone. Teddy, it didn't hit that bad. I'll be honest. No, it really didn't. It just looked like it got tight racing, and then they, but and then they bumped wheels a little bit, and then the ninety-two got loose, and once, once they got together. People say Narducci drove through him, but no, because the twenty-one car was behind Narducci right up to his bumper, and yeah, behind the twenty-one and, was shoving the eighty-five. Well, the eighty-eight was shoving the twenty-one too. It was just so many cars packed into the to one tight space that I can't point the finger at any one of those drivers for the incident. It is just one of those things where a guy got wrecked really, really hard, and it's nobody's fault, which is terrible. The, but yeah, it's nobody's Adam- fault. Adam Gaten and I talk about this a lot. I think if they didn't have the front and rear nerf bars as beefy as they are on those cars, I don't think you'd see a lot of that anymore. That's not a bad theory. It's like football players and helmets. If you took the helmets off, how many concussions would there be? 
Well, see, I'd be okay with the the rear bumper being. (laughs) Yeah, but I I mean, I'd be okay with the rear bumper being what it is because fuel cell safety. But the front bumper, if your if your front bumper is either just a single bar or not even there, you're going to race with a lot more patience because you're going to be protecting your radiator. See, that makes so much sense. Your radiator. Guess what? You get to go home early. You see, if a defensive lineman didn't have a helmet. He wouldn't be leading in with his head towards a running back trying to die for the hole. It's like hockey players. You know, if you took violent. the helmets off, yeah. maybe there would be less a little less concussions. And take the pads I, off too. I say also <laughs> take the uh take the side nerf bars and stick them inward of the tires an inch. So the tires are the first thing to hit. Give some consequence. All the modified drivers are screaming at us right now. Yeah, saying, what care. about blocking? What they about don't race it? with any respect. They use those nerf bars like it's a way to pass. It's not. That's not racing. I, that's why I don't like modifieds. And then we drive into somebody with our cars because we're street stalkers. We got fenders. <laughs> I, listen, I, I went to the, the <laughs> Al Stone School of, of Street Stock Racing. I never intentionally, except once, put my fender on anybody. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> I might have put Josh Wood in the wall. I can see that. his nose growing from here. All right. So um, <laughs> both cars were done for the night, by the way, in that wreck. Um, yeah. Yeah, that was it. Yeah, that sucks. Noah Corner went for a spin just past halfway, and uh, Tyler Hines held off Ronnie Williams on the restart. He would go uncontested to the finish and pick up his first win of the season. It's nice to see Tyler back in victory lane. Yeah, yeah when Tyler, it's your day, Tyler's it's your day. to watch. Yeah, when it's your day, it's your day, and he had a dominant car that day. Mm-hmm. That was definitely good. Yep. All right. SK Lights were the special division of the night. They had their Dunleavy 40 lap race. Let's see. Charlie McDougal and Joey Farino led the field to green with Farino taking the early advantage. Uh, Derek Devis would take the lead in lap seven. And uh, almost oh. immediately on lap eight, there was a crash between Jeff Nooney and Ed Chikoski coming off turn four. Both cars hard into the outside wall off turn four. First race for a runner race car, SK Light did not go very well. No. Is that what that is? That's what Jeff Nooney's car was. It was a 6X, I think it is. Yeah, that was duct tape numbers, and they weren't duct taped yeah. very well. So No, it's that, that's a, a rent-a-race car house car, I believe. Uh, Gary Spinato was telling me uh, that was something that they were doing. So, Oh, they're going to do all the chassis work on it? I, I think it's their car. Oh. Okay. Or, or they're in on it with Jeff, because Jeff works with the rent-a-race car guys, or did when uh, did for a while, so... I know there was a different name on the uh, owner list, though. It wasn't Rent a Race Car. It was some other guy's name. I don't know what it was. Yeah, I um, wonder who it was. I didn't even look. I saw it on Instagram, but I'm not on Instagram right now. So, uh, yeah, that hurt the rear clip of that car pretty good. Chikoski was also banged up pretty good. Uh, let's see. Both cars. Yep. Okay. Quick Yellow saw Alexander Pearl swipe the lead from Derek Devis on the restart. Cassandra, job, buddy. Cassandra Cole spun into the backstretch grass with 15 to go for another caution. I believe Tyler Berry was sent back for that contact. Um, a, and which side, And on the restart, which mm-hmm. side did Alexander Pearl take? Took the outside. I believe on both restarts he led. I hate giving up the bottom, man. I will never give up the bottom on a He's restart. He's going to have to stab me not to get preferable. under me, man. Yeah. Ooh, Even if man. it isn't preferable, I don't take the outside while leading. Yeah. I just don't do it. There's too much risk because if he starts pulling up on you on the outside, at least you can let go of the wheel a little bit and run him in the marbles. Whoops. 
there's only one place I would ever take the top on a restart, and it might be citrus because you can pinch the inside off so bad they can't get any drive off. Hmm. Yeah, citrus so or much, so much wheel in the car still turning down there on that little quarter mile. Citrus or New Smyrna. New Smyrna would be one where I take the outside. New Smyrna, I would never take the top because the top is nothing. No, no grip. Really? I thought it was the bottom one. Hmm. No grip. It, uh, New Smyrna, the top. I thought the used middle to be preferred was. Lane. I thought the middle was the preferred groove. Hmm. But it could Depends. be wrong. It could be wrong. Depends on in the one and in, in one and two, you can make the middle work. I've done it, but yeah. All right, so where were we at here? Uh, Fracas between two Chapman brothers and Amanda West brought out another caution pretty much immediately. Hmm. Oh, well. Uh, they'll just sprout Let's another one. Let's get to the good part. They'll sprout another one or something. Let's get to uh, the good Chapman part where the ending pop up just somewhere. pop out nowhere and it'll just show up. Let's get to um, the good part. So Our buddy. Debus retook the lead on the ensuing restart. My <laughs> poor buddy. With four laps to go, <laughs> Pearl had caught Debus and made a move to the inside down the front stretch and going into the turn one for the lead. And um... <laughs> I wouldn't call it that. <laughs> Dude. No, he did not dive bomb that in there. He was in his left rear at the start-finish line, essentially. And he tried twice to stay off of Debus. You can watch his wheel turn once and then twice and he hits the grass. I thought it was a little late, buddy. No. No, rewatch it. He was in there for quite a while. A spotter would have told him that. But uh Yeah, that horse is really, really good. Jesse's on the board tonight, huh? <laughs> oh, we love man. you, buddy. Yeah. We know you don't drive like that, but we know you tried to stay off him. But, but uh, Devis went spinning into the turn that one day, wall. You did it. Yeah. <laughs> well, it happens. Yeah. They'll quote Ayrton Senna and they'll go back to the next race. Go to the yeah, try. Try give him a little shove coming off a of four if you get under him quick. Pearl you know, was just penal. Him- yep, he was penalized to the rear, handing the lead late to Chris Matthews. Uh, it was clearly obvious that Pearl did all he could to not run into Devis, and Devis just never knew that Pearl was to the inside because he can't see that corner of his car because he doesn't have a spotter or mirrors that work that well. And you can't turn your head either, so don't ask. Yeah, no. No, it was unfortunate. They, you know. Pretty sure a spotter would have prevented that. Yeah, anyway. He, yeah, yeah, Pearl don't drive like that usually. No, he definitely We're gonna doesn't. We're going to get hate mail from the track now. Don't care. Anyway, I've they know my stance on this. I've said it every time. I've never backed down. Uh, Matthews held off a strong charge from Stephen Chapman, the remaining Chapman brother, uh, and was able to take down the extra distance win. Josh Carey went from being upside down last week to finishing fourth with a completely different car. It looked like he plucked it out of the woods from the 1980s. It looked like a Cavalier hey, body. You know, senior tour. That, that works all right. That's Might have been a Cavalier body. It looked like one. <laughs> it looked really old. I'm like, wow, where's Cavalier body? There's probably 20 years of dust on this thing. Anyway, all right. Now, we went to Waterford to film for Sid's View for the Fast 3 event. I believe this was the second okay. one. It's a well, 70-lap double okay. purse. Well, you did. You filmed it. Yes. Well, we did. Not us in the show, but yeah. the Sid's View crew. I was going to say, are you French? Were you the, French, were you the, were you the entire crew? No. No. <laughs> I, I don't know who else was there. I'm saying the whole... No, whatever. The normal crew was the there. The normal crew was there, yes. Except for me, because I work. Right. You work now. I yeah. moved to Florida. I'm a slave. Yeah. But so you talk you about this because you know Phil, what's going though. on. 
I don't know what's going on, so oh, I'm going to yeah. make a pee-pee break. We have a replacement, Phil, and he didn't have a great night either. <laughs> um, did, he, did he crash something? Because that's very much like me. We'll talk about it. All right, Waterford, Street Stock, first race. They had two features. Uh, they also had summer hours, quote-unquote, and they started heat at like 6.30. Summer hours? Did did Never mind. I'm Don't ask. Everybody was talking trouble? about that, too. Yeah, we had eight divisions and started heat at like 7 o'clock. Brilliant. All right, so a few minor cautions in the first Street Stock event because they had bookended the night for a makeup race. Uh, would jumble up the field, but no, I'll, by the way, I'm not going to give all the details because you got to watch the Sid's View episodes that uh, Sid's currently working on. They're going to be coming out soon, so I'm not going to give away every little thing, but I'll give most. Of, I'll give most of it away. Uh, a few minor cautions would jumble up this field, but nobody was going to deny Aaron Plemons. He got to the lead early, and no matter who got in second, because there was a few of them, uh, they couldn't touch him. Uh, early in the race, the bottom groove was absolutely non-existent, and it stayed that way pretty much all night, except for the two NEMA features. This track is changing big time. I was wondering how long that would take. It's taken them since 1988 for the bottom to stop working. Yeah, that, well, I mean, I started coming there in 2012. <laughs> I think it was 88. People, the top was starting to work really, really good when I start when I started showing up. It probably was before then. It's really weird to sit there in the grandstands when you've gone there for thirty something years and watch these guys go around the middle and the top. And if you go to the bottom, you almost lose positions because the bottom was non-existent, and I don't know why. It's Let me age, ask you a question. Grip? I don't know. What, what do you think about them repaving that place? It's a necessity at this point. If you go down there and you walk that track, there are gaps in the asphalt big enough for you to lose your shoe in. Oh, I I don't disagree, but... Do it's a they, necessity. Do they reprofile the corners no. and add a little banking at the very, very top to, to promote a second groove, or do they just leave it the fuck alone and deal with single groove boring racing for the next five years? Well, that's what it was for its whole life. You're not going to really change it. It's a short track. Do you run the top at Seekonk? No. Because you run the top at Stafford? Well, actually, to, be, to <laughs> no. be fair, they used to run the top at Seekonk when I went there as a kid. Not the anymore. The top is worn out completely. But yeah. that's why I ask, should they reprofile the track, add a little bit of pitch to the top groove, and maybe try and promote a little side-by-side -side banking when no, they because... have the opportunity? No, because NASCAR did that, and every single time they did it, no matter what banking they put into it, it ruined it, and that became the top groove, would be the groove. So, no, leave it the way it is. Let it let it just accrue grip or whatever organically, gain or lose, and just leave it alone. Just maintain the surface for the fact that it needs to be there for longevity's sake. That's all could it do is. Like, could do like Thompson, just grind it, repave it, and then pray that it stays. Which is fine. They do that to highways. Grind it down a lot and just put a new layer on exactly in the same way it was on there. But yeah, it's pretty bad. Uh, I remember the last time I raced there, probably 2015. I remember driving through the corners in my car. It felt like I was hitting like potholes. And I was like, I'm going to break a ball joint. It was like, Wait, bang, well, bang. Speed, it like, feels like crap. the seams in a highway. It does, but you're skipping over them. Yeah doesn't feel bad at speed but you can feel them bumps like i said 
I was like, I'm going to break suspension parts if I hit this right. I swear to God. It was like, bang. Christ, it's a... I've hit a person. Um, no, all right. So we'll move on, I guess. We can talk about that all night as well. But uh, we got more results to go through because there was eight freaking features. All right, so truck race. Andrew Morin led the race until about 15 to go when he broke while leading. Oh, he did? Yeah. Oh, that's always heartbreaking oh, that as hell. That sucks. It's That is heartbreak <clears throat> personified. And uh, Diego Monahan's daughter, Emma Monahan, inherited the lead. It was a pretty messy event. I ain't going to lie to you. It had multiple yellows and incidents, but only a few trucks really needing help off the track. By the end of it... The battle between the top three was Monahan, Kyle Giro, and Tyler Chapman, and it was pretty intense, but ended when Chapman entered turn three a bit on the loose side. You know when you're trying to stay off somebody and you just end up making it worse? That's what he did. And he got into Giro and spun Giro out in turn four. Uh, so that put him to the back as well. Bert Ouellette moved up to the second position, but damage from an earlier incident hindered his attempt at the win. I believe he said he knocked his toe out a lot in uh, the podium interviews. And Emma Monahan went on to take her first career win. And uh, we'd have to do some research here about women and how many of them have won at the Speed Bowl. But I'm really thinking no woman's ever won a truck race at the Speed Bowl. I'm really digging through the old memory banks, and I'm not really pulling a lot of names. No, it's kind of a new division. So and no. I mean, in any division. And I'm not pulling a lot of names. Uh, Sid has just left the room, so we can't really rely on him for any sort of uh, backup. She would, be, she would be number three, I would believe. Way to let us Overall? Down. Yeah. Because it was like, uh, I'm not trying to count Enduros either. I'm trying not trying to discount Enduros because I know women have won Enduros. Um, but I'm trying to think like Saturday events. Yeah, I'm thinking it's, uh, yeah. I know probably Nicole, Bandos, probably Legends. Nicole Morgillo. Nicole won SKs. And, um, and Victoria Brigani. She won SK Lights. Yeah. In the same night. Yeah, it's still. Um, so there's been a few, but I don't know how many. So we'll have to ask Sid. Well, when he comes back, we'll have to ask him. Somebody remind me. But that's pretty cool. We saw two, two Monaghan offspring win races this year. And uh, Brody ended up with a truck now. And uh, he didn't have a great race. But then again, a lot of other guys didn't have a great race either. I saw him going around, and he was gotten beat up a little bit. The spoiler got knocked off the truck, for God's sakes. It was just dangling behind him. I'm like, ooh, that's going to make him loose. I was I was going to watch the Sean and Brody show, whatever the, the, the web update they do weekly. It's usually pretty entertaining, but uh, you must have I didn't missed get it. to see it this Yeah, I didn't get to see it this week. I, was, I don't even know what the hell I was doing yesterday. I was doing something outside. So we didn't film any of the NEMA races for Thanks Sid's view. Uh, if you'd like to see them, I believe um, Nick Tito was standing right next to us the whole night. So he's probably got it if you're interested in watching it. Oh, I would like to see those. I don't care. I love the midgets. I don't, I don't really care. This, you know what? The NEMA light race went green to checkered. I mean, if you're off to drive one, would you drive one? Probably not. I no. would love to drive one. Um, the NEMA, well... We'll get into it. Uh, the Nemo light race went green to checkered, and since I couldn't hear the announcers or see the names on race monitor, uh, I guess Dan Cugini uh, won. What These, number is he? That's uh, the only way I can tell. I forgot. <laughs> I didn't write numbers down. Uh, I could look it up later, but I'm not going to. These cars are pretty nuts at Waterford, though. It is a great midget racing track. Um, I'm going to go into the actual Nemo race as well because the, we didn't film that either. Uh, again, like we 
like I said before, we had no PA system that we could hear in our section because Waterford PA is kind of screwed up right now and the NEMAs are loud. Uh, so we didn't have any names on a race monitor again, but there was a lap one wreck in turn one and a car got upside down up against the concrete and that was pretty ugly. Flipped a couple times. Um, so there was a red flag. Um, let me see here. Driver's okay. Guess whatever driver it was was okay. That's all I wrote in my notes because I didn't have any names. I couldn't hear a thing. Uh, let's see. <laughs> it's tough when you can't hear the announcers. And, and there's nothing on race monitor. And, and the program guy decides to retire. Yeah, right. And, and do videos. <laughs> As they don't even have beer. You think they're going to have programs? Come on. Um, I did the math, by the way, and they were running like 13.2 second laps there, which is quick. Now, that averages out to 102 miles an hour. Um, moving. At Waterford, as an average speed, that is moving. Is that Nemas or Nema Long? That was regular Nemas. Okay. Those things haul ass. Um, but they I heard run, from... They still run on alcohol, right? Yes. Yeah. And the Nema Lights That's the only alcohol that's on the, in the premises. Yeah, that's the only alcohol they got. <laughs> uh, I heard from our buddy Nick Tito, or I had to confirm with him, that it was Avery Storer who won that race. Because I had no idea. It was the Bertrand 39 car. I didn't know he was still, I didn't know he was running it. So I'm like, okay. Yeah, that car that, travels Midwest every now and then too and runs some big shows. Hmm. Now, so, yeah. I'll move on to the races we did film again. Mini stock. It wasn't in order, but I just did those two to get them out of the way. Understood. Mini stocks. This has some controversy right off the start, especially because Sid posted the video. Um, a very hard hit in turn two of the first lap by Sam Messick in the uh, Doug Curry car put the race under red flag. So they had two red flags on the night. Uh, if anybody had watched the video, I believe Vault Productions posted it on the Facebook page. It was a... Uh, when was that? Uh, they posted it like uh, last night or oh. yesterday. Yesterday at some point. By I the was, way... I was looking up Slender Man and all the, all the comments, <laughs> you know, from that creepy guy going down my driveway. I was That's what I was looking at. I didn't even see anything that he posted. Yeah, it was the, post, it was the, uh, it was the hey, roof. Hey, he's back. You can, you can ask that question now. Oh, right. It was the roof cam off of Charlie Canfield's car, by the way. So if you don't, oh, yeah. haven't seen it, go watch it. Yeah, well... That was going to be my next question is, was that Canfield? Because that was... Probably the worst first couple of corners I've ever seen in my life. Get off his bumper. Stop fucking pushing. Mark that one. Um, yeah, I mean, again, you could put it up to interpretation of him trying to help or just not using the right kind of help. Uh, Too early. By the way, since Sid has come back, I can ask him this question. We were talking about women winners at the Speed Bowl. And I don't know where Emma Monahan slots into the number of them, but I know there's not very many. Thinking, thinking. <laughs> He's got to go through the encyclopedia, and there's a lot there. <laughs> there we go. I think my kid just farted in here. It has no answer for us. Okay, we'll move on. <laughs> Sorry, I, I had you on mute. What was the question? <laughs> we asked, will yeah, Emma, Mon Emma Monahan answer names in Speed Bowl history book by being a woman who won at the Speed Bowl? We don't know how many have actually won in the Speed Bowl. Oh, Kid. quite a bit. Saturday uh, stuff, stink. though. Yeah, hold on. <laughs> 
I said you can't because you smell. Get out of here. Uh, let me see. Go fart somewhere else. Jeez, kids gassing me out of here. Get out of here. Go fart somewhere else. You're the one that feeds them. <laughs> I guess you're right. Change his diet. We'll call you back in later, would you? Just be quiet, nope. buddy. There's All right, we're doing, re- we're doing research here. It smells like it. Jess, do you have a fan? <laughs> He's like, yes, I do, and I'm using it. <laughs> it's for me. Damn it. You can have yours. <laughs> I'd rather breathe those than that. I rather would. Now you smell like rainbows. Yeah, I was going to say, now he's high. He just, he just huffed duster. I did kind of hold my breath. I wanted to see what it smelled like, though. Take a puff of your 3G That's oil. not going to help. I'll just sit here coughing all day. So what's the answer? I think he's working on it. Bueller. Yeah, working on it. Stay with me. Bueller. While he's working on that, Bueller. we can go to the mini stock uh, race to take back. a lot of pressure off of him. Uh, all right. So, <laughs> yeah, if you haven't seen that, go ahead and check out the uh, Vault Productions Facebook page. He did post a teaser from the Charlie Canfield wreck, and you can draw your own conclusions. I, then I we'll, just think that was too aggressive too early. That's all. I yeah. Mean, Charlie's Charlie's a fantastic driver, and, and that is not like him to intentionally wreck someone. So we know it wasn't intentional, but, but I don't know. Still first, did it. First lap, yeah. get off the bump don't to me. <laughs> yeah, don't do that. All you kids watching right now, wanting to get to this level, don't do that. I'm so glad we started putting our own board together. I'm so glad. Original content. Yes. Love it. Like we're actually cutting our own sound bites. <laughs> yeah. This is great. Uh, so anyway, um, Sammy Messick. All right, so what, oh, go what ahead. Was your classi- sorry, what was your classification now for this? You only wanted certain things or something? Saturday driver. You know something? what? Overall's fine, too, as long as we know what they want in. Yeah, so I, I just have, like, the big listing of it. So there was uh, Talia Orlean. She was the first one. She won an Allison Legacy car. Um, then a bunch of Wednesdays. Then Victoria and Nicole. Bethany Store won a NEMA race. Robin Bergman's won Pro 4 races. Cassandra Cole won a Legend car. Hmm. And then Emma in the truck. So the Nicole list. Nicole SK Lights again. So there's a whole and bunch of them now. So it's not as big a deal. There's a bunch of them in Wednesday nights. <laughs> Is this the first truck? Yeah, it's the first woman to win in a truck. All right. Cool. Let, let's be fair, though. I think it was just a matter of a time before she gets that win, and I still I think it's a matter of time before Brody gets the victory lane. They're Monahans. They're, yeah, agreed. They have, They're great, they great have, driving family. They have a huge uh, support structure, you know, knowledge base and support structure. So well, it's, yeah, and – Sean and Diego are not bad driver coaches either, I'm sure. No, I'm not going to say anything. That's exactly yeah. what you need at that age. Um, yeah. But, yeah, Sammy Messick, good grief, what a hard hit. Um, he got out of the car extremely um, dejected, like throwing things dejected. And um, then I think the adrenaline wore off, and he's like, okay, I hurt now, and he had to get in the ambulance, and they took him back to his pit and checked him out. Uh, so there was a little bit of a wait there, but I guess he's all right. I haven't heard anything that, since then. That car really likes the exit of turn two, unfortunately. And stopping. Very quickly. Very, very quickly. quickly, yes. Stopping yeah. very at quickly. That, stopping that, very at quickly. At that specific point. Yeah. So that was a big hit. Um, yeah. Once, I'm, I'm glad did you he's catch all right. It? I hope I the car's it. not too bad. I'm sure it's a front clip easily, but. I caught it. GoPros caught it. I'm sure Bonsa caught it. It was right at the start. It was right at the beginning of the pack. 
So Bonsa was up in turn four tower. and uh, Bonsa was there? Yeah. Oh, money, man. Yeah, he That's was up awesome. in turn four, so I'm sure we've got Very like four good. different views of it. We're good. Um, yeah. And like I said, it, it was clearly nothing intentional either, so. Right. Just a little too aggressive, a little too early. Yeah. So once it restarted, Charlie Beal led the, lay, uh, led the way with Dave Trudeau trying to chase him down. Uh, Trudeau would eventually get by for the lead. He did it on the outside, by the way. He figured out that that there's a lot more grip up there, and he had mo- a lot of momentum. But Charlie's driving a, probably one of the two front-wheel drive cars they have down there right now. So, again, they got to change the rules to get more cars in. But uh, I always like. I always liked the May stocks from a long time ago because they had a lot of parody and a lot of different kind of cars. Like Thompson at the turn of the millennium, like yeah, they early had Volkswagens, millennium. they had Cavaliers, they had Mustangs, they had it was, name it, yeah, name it. They had Total everything, accurate, you know, everything. Yeah, they had everything. everything. They just need to bring in Monadnock rules for the mini stocks. I don't okay. know whose rules, honestly. Like I've, I've looked good. at Thunder Roads and I liked theirs. So I Those don't know. are good, too. I think Monadnock and Thunder Road are pretty close. Yeah. Anyway, uh, Trudeau would get by for the lead. Charlie Canfield, who was involved in that first lap incident, he had to pit. But he came all the way back from the back last to second when Beal's engine let go with 14 to go. Managed to get it to the inside pretty quick, but uh, that thing was toast. Um, the two then raced side by side, meaning uh, Canfield and Trudeau. Uh, and it was a great race. They were trading the lead back and forth, side by side. Typical Waterford mini stock side by side racing. It's great. They're very conducive to that. Minis um, are awesome there. Yeah, I mean, it was. They stayed that way until about three to go. By Canfield got by for the lead, uh, but a yellow would fly on the last lap for Canfield's daughter, who spun in front of the leaders off turn two. So there's a kick in the pants. Mm. He's he's leading and his kid loops it. It's like, damn it! <laughs> Worst person. He had a kid old enough to race. That's pretty cool. Yeah. You're grounded. Yeah, his daughter's been trying to learn the ropes in the in the mini. Um, That's cool. Yeah, it's cool to see more people out there. Is um, she in, she's in the other car. Or does she have her own car. She's like, she's in the 28 car. I think it's technically her own car, but it's Charlie's. Okay. I, well, I didn't know if it was like a. Uh, a different car and it wasn't Charlie's backup car. They look they look largely similar but the paint colors are a little bit different or wrap gotcha. colors I should say. It's probably his backup car or Thompson it's one car. of them. Yeah, he's got a couple yeah. or had a couple at least. All right, on the green white checker restart that they re-racked uh Canfield had a slow shift. I don't think he completely missed it, but Trudeau was able to get back by on the outside. Uh, he would hold off Canfield in a tight battle to take the win. And I know Dave is on a partial schedule at Waterford. And he just won the last mini-stock race at Thompson. So that's technically two in a row. Technically, for him, I think it's two in a row. Or close to it. It's close to it. He might have run Waterford a couple times since then. Who knows? But, yeah, he got another win down there. Good for so, him. Yeah, Uncle Dave. I think one of his team cars there, um, I can't remember his name, though. The seven-car wing. Is his last name finished third, and he's only raced a handful of times in a mini stock, so that's a pretty yeah. good run for him. All right, SK Lights. Uh, Zach Sangermano took the lead early, but after a few laps, it was Nick Hovey who poked a nose underneath him and took the lead back. A uh, few minor cautions bunched the field up and allowed Tom Abley Jr., who's the obvious class of the field, to be in position to take the lead. Uh, which he did near halfway. A few more minor cautions. Again, I'm not telling you all the details because you could watch it on Sid's view. 
uh, would stack the field up again, but nobody was going to take the lead away from the winningest driver in the division so far this year, and Tom Avely Jr. won. All right, so I already did Nemas. Then they ran a 70-lap SK race against double double distance, double purse. Essentially what the map What time was to. this race started at? 10-something, 10.30. Oh, that's too late. It was me. about 10.30, I think. Oh, I'd be getting sleepy. Well, I was like, well, maybe we'll make the curfew because we only got street stocks after this. No. <laughs> the two hey, most your sentiment was just the same as mine. I'm like, yeah, no, yeah, we're right. hitting curfew tonight. It's like the two, the two most caution-prone divisions. <laughs> it didn't look that way at the beginning because Andrew Moeller led the first 30, uh, 43 laps as the race went green until a yellow ah, came out. So, so we're well-behaved. All right, my kind were, of race. They were running it down. They were having my kind of race. And then they weren't. Uh, uh, he not, held the Not my kind of race. No. <laughs> he held the lead oh, until after a restart, but the cliche saying, cautions, breed cautions, came true. Sorry, I had to add that in there. And another yellow flew, because then they caught caution fever at this point. Uh, on the restart, Moeller took caution the Caution fever is the flu with the better publicist. It's the racing. It's it's this racing the, COVID. It's racing COVID. <laughs> Great, yummy. All uh, right. Uh, on the restart, Moeller took the top because if you'd watched this race, every car was a lane up. If you tried to go a lane down, you either had a really awesome car and could make hay, or not. Because I watched. Yeah, modifies have been moving their lane up at Waterford for a little while. I was they? watching Just for a little for the last few weeks. I was watching guys like Todd Owen and Timmy Jordan. Like, kind of kicking their back right tire off of the upper line, the yeah. top line, the white line. Really? Yeah, yeah. It was Way wild to watch, and I was watching wow. guys try to go on the bottom, like Eric Burnt, and he was having problems with guys like Kyle James. Um, I know that uh, up top, Adam Gator was holding off other stiff competition. Like, I'm like, dude, the top groove is the place to be. Wow, it's That's wild to see it. The never speed would I never thought I'd live to see that at Waterford. And I, you know, I will when I watch the Sid's view. Yeah, it's crazy. Pay yeah, attention. Yeah, pay I, attention when that hits Sid's view. You'll you'll be surprised. But anyway, on the restart, Moeller took the top again. Really was the preferred lane, uh, and Bill Anderson was P two. Uh, it was really a strange restart. You got to kind of see it to know what I'm talking about. But um, they came together by like the second restart line and would end up in the turn four wall, both of them on the restart. Didn't even make the restart, just both of them in the wall. That was it. Now So Moeller and Anderson are in the wall. Yeah. Ugh. I don't know why. That's I mean it bad. was it was just one of those really weird occurrences. I don't think I don't think it was Andrew. But uh then again, there was a lot it was a weird weather night as well. It was cool i had a long sleeve shirt on it felt like i got rained on and it didn't rain yeah. i would go look at the camera the the shield on the camera and wipe water off of it it's, it's one of those nights where you have where you, if you're parked out back waiting to go out there like on the street stocks would be street stocks would be having like dew on the windshield oh they did all over the place guys would probably have blankets on just to avoid it they did when the street stocks came out after this race everyone running a back windshield had fog they couldn't see out of it yeah. So anyway, SK race. Um, those two ended up in the turn four wall. This gave Eric Burnt the lead, and he would not relinquish it, regardless of how messy this race was. He keeps the streak alive of uh, Sid's View uh, film date wins, because he always wins when we show up for Sid's View. 
See, we're a good luck charm. Yeah. I bet he wishes you guys would show up every week now. Yeah, he yeah, told right? us that. So <laughs> he definitely told us that. My man. All right. That's funny. All right. What time did that race finish, Brent? Uh, after 11. Probably 11.15. Oh. So Street Stocks now got about 45 minutes to... To perform 25 laps. To do 25 laps. It sounds doable. It's not. Uh, uh, uh-oh. No, it's the Street Stocks. It's never doable. <laughs> oh, man. Okay. So these... Oh, boy. Mm, I don't uh, want to say this, but these idiots <laughs> had Let's all plow right through it. <laughs> they already ran a race. Well. Okay. And practice and all yeah. that stuff. So they've been out on track. They know what it's like. They already know what to expect. You're seeing your future right now, <sighs> by the way. Um, this is this all is what's going to happen in your August reschedule. Well, it's yeah. not only that. They have thousands of laps of experience. All right. So um, this is all I wrote for notes because I was so goddamn mad. <laughs> Um, at watching this, I'm like, am I really filming this? Because you guys look like idiots. I'm sorry, but you just do. And it was one of those nights. I'm looking at the moon, trying to see what phase it was, and taking notes for when that happens the next time to know what to expect. It was awful. Uh, let's see. Here's my notes, verbatim. Sean Gatekey was declared the winner when the event was red checkered with 13 to go. Out of how many? 25. Due to curfew and every, in all caps, I wrote this, every other goddamn car crashing. So he was the only one left. I think there were four. I think Corey Fanning finished second. His car looked pretty good. Um, I think the 21 car finished third. And then there was someone, hang on, you know what, I'm going to look this up. So the top four cars killed all the rest of them. Survivor, street stock (laughs) edition. That's it. Um, you yeah, killed them all. I mean, Stone Stone wrecked. Uh, what the hell is his name there? Porter wrecked. Um, uh, Gertz wrecked. Uh, Macrino wrecked. Uh, everyone crashed. <laughs> it just mattered if your car could still roll or not. They just wanted to go home early. They <laughs> said, I'm done, but by the time this clock turns 12, I'm turning into a pumpkin. Oh, here's, your top, five. here's your top five <laughs> according to the timing and scoring. Sean Gadeke, Corey Fanning, who started last like both races. Um, Timothy Poulin, Jake Kutu, Tom Musante were the top five. What? Who? <laughs> exactly. Never heard of him. I, I know no, Corey Fanning. Against Poulin, he's a nice kid, but how? Keep your nose clean. It was far enough behind the well, back he, that he... Keep your nose clean. Well, good for them because you know what? To finish first or finish well, you got to first finish. Correct. And, and now uh, we, and they now, were the only five to finish. And hopefully they build some momentum and then we'll be able to learn who they are. Macrino Stone. Macrino Stone. Brian. That's all you need. Let me go through the list here. Macrino Storm. Oh, Stone. Brian Norman. Aaron Plemons. Beal. Gurch. Porter. Mead. Taylor. All wrecked. So there's like five cars left down on the track. Yes, that was it. Wow. That was it. I'm wondering if, by left. your description of what you were saying by the the uh, the camera, I wonder if there was dew on the track. By the, I, mean, I was to wondering that time. too, but when you're running green laps, you're you got air passing over it, and you got heat built into the track, so it kind of goes well, away. I mean, but if, if the you're track running, temperatures, you know, at ninety something degrees, it's if you're gonna, running caution, should be pretty dry. If you're running caution, 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 caution constantly, I mean, yeah, the track's going to. You ever walk off on? And, and if you ever walk on a track after a modified race, it's you better tie your shoes on tight because it's going to rip your shoe off. 
Sometimes, yes, tour races, I almost lost a shoe a few times. Yeah, so it shouldn't be any kind of excuse. So congrats to Sean Gatiki. He does have, I think that was like his third win of the year. But Congratulations, he did, you he, have survived, sir. He That's kept great. his car clean and picked up his third win. So thumb your nose at everyone else because you were smart enough to not get involved in wrecks. <laughs> Sean seems to be a pretty smart racer watching him. He, he doesn't stick himself in a lot of bad situations. He races like he pays the bills. Yeah, that's a good way to put it. Yeah, you know, he don't he doesn't uh, overdrive the car, or stick it in where it's no, not usually, supposed to be. Usually doesn't do much or anything stupid. So no, he, went he to respects the, his equipment. He yeah. went to the Al Stone School of Driving, right? Pretty much. Yeah, yeah. I'll move Which into some uh, national stuff just to buzz through that real quick because we're getting a little bit long here. The best race of the weekend by far. By far, because trucks were at Mid-Ohio, yes, road course, I know, but Xfinity and Cup were at the new Atlanta, and the new Atlanta is trash, so I'm going to talk about the truck race, because Connecticut's own Parker Kligerman, who is also part of the ownership group of Lime Rock Park now. Oh, really? Yes, he is. Oh. Uh, and Zane Smith. we got to do a story about that someday. Yeah, there was something about that. I believe I Race Day probably posted something a while ago when it first happened, but we should talk about that, because there's a new ownership group. Um, I know Sam Posey used to be a part of it big time, and these other people, and I believe a new ownership group of racers came in and bought a bunch Skip of Skip Barber used to be. Yeah, Skip Barber used to be part of it and yeah, all that stuff. Absolutely. So, yeah. Yep. Um, but these two, Parker Kligerman and Zane Smith, they put on a race-long battle, and it culminated in a five-to-go restart, where, and they had an amazing battle for the lead. If you get to watch this, just go find it. It was a, a great battle. Good, hard, clean racing between Zane two. Zane would get the lead. Two talented Parker would racers, get the lead yeah. back. They would flip flop every now and then. And they weren't racing each other and running into each other. They were literally out breaking and out driving each other. They weren't doing Sage Karam and Noah Gregson. They were doing it uh, how it should be done. Yeah, because they were playing on each other's um, mistakes, essentially, because. Parker would get a run on Zane and he would outbreak them and then they would go through the corner side by side and then Zane would have the advantage on the switch back and he would come forward and then he'd make a mistake and Parker would capitalize and outbreak them and it was just a fantastic battle to watch just entertaining all the way to the end and they delivered on the excitement level I don't care what you think about road racing or whatever they put on a freaking show. A good race is a good race. It don't matter where you are. Well, yeah, I think these two guys stole the show this weekend. They really did. And, and especially, even though Parker, is, it's going to be a popular win because mm-hmm. he's got a great personality. He's and a, he's an announcer. Announcer and for Road NBC Reporter, Sports yeah. and Pit Reporter, all of that good things. But Stane Smith kind of stole the show because he didn't screw, he didn't Park Parker. He didn't do what he had to do? He didn't park Parker like a Joey Logano would do or something like that. It's a sad state of affairs when the guy who finishes second by not driving like a total jerk, he gets more praise than the guy actually won the race. If you hear the announcers, they're almost kind of surprised that he didn't bugger him up or anything. They were they were shocked at at it and it, it, that he actually he drove like a gentleman and with honor. You mean he? Oh, I, I think I got to right get now. a Saint Smith T-shirt. He's good everywhere, and I, I don't know. I got it, it's amazing. He's just a good driver, man. He's just he's a really good driver. On the, 
Yeah, I've been on the Zane Smith bandwagon for a couple of years. I think he's going to be in the Cup Series in the next two years. When a guy who drives clean gets shock and awe, what kind of state of affairs are we in, man? He raced Parker exactly how Parker raced him, and he stuck to the code. Yeah, what kind of state of affairs are we in? Yeah, where we have to praise people for actually doing the right thing. That's sad. That's the saddest part of I, I thought about it is that the guy who did who did what he should have done, what well, he was supposed about to about do. It earlier, he yeah. got praised. Yeah. By the way, I should end with I should end the truck series notes with this. Uh, Connecticut's own Parker Kligerman picked up his third truck series win, his first since 2017. Yeah, that's a popular win. Oh, wow. That guy don't have a lot of money in that truck. And uh, might I say what a ragtag group of low-budget, everyday guys that that team is. They got an underrated driver. Parker's really, really good. He shows out with that truck every week. He's pretty good everywhere, too. Kind of yeah. like kind of like a Diet St. Smith. You and know, he's, he, he runs good on the oval. He's side. on a part-time schedule. They, got it, they just got it done against bigger teams. I mean, these guys don't even have a, a pit box with... A canopy over it, like they're all out there with like rags over their head, getting sunburned to death, and they're all a bunch of old like middle aged guys. Like the with... French Foreign Legion. Did you or look something? at? Did you see his team? Yeah, they're all volunteers. They're all guys with yeah. beer guts, and they barely can fit in their fire suit. They're hilarious, and they're just like losing their shit. The car owner, Mister Henderson, lost his mind when he came across the line. He was crying. He was so happy. It was so Watch cool to see. Did I say something? Oh, I'm sorry. Um. The Henderson Racing Team has only one full-time employee. Yeah. And that's the crew chief. That's it. Not even Parker. Not even Parker. Because <laughs> he's part-time driver. Ain't that something? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, go listen to his interview, and he kind of lays it all out for you when he gets interviewed after the victory. So uh, it's Parker just cool. kind of reminds me of A.J. Allmendinger in a way where he's kind of like low-key, really good. But no one has. I mean, AJ had the opportunity, but that kind of got pissed away with uh, with Penske. But uh, I'd say we've gone over that one. Yeah, he took the pill. Yeah. He took it. I, he knows. I he would. Did. I would like to see Parker in a, in a quality truck ride, full time. Pretty quality, but yeah, he does need a full time ride. I, I mean. like to see Parker in a quality truck ride too. I agree with Phil. He is very I underrated. Mean a Kyle Busch level truck. If oh, he jumped, what, would he, what would Parker Klingerman do if he drove the Ford truck? Oh, he'd win I would like to, every I'd like to see oh, something like that. Or the 51, or the 18, he or would whatever. Co- he would at least contend for top fives every race. Or the 88, 66, uh, 13. Yeah, Thor Sport's kind of B-league uh, Yeah, right I was going to say, can we please put him in the 13 and get rid of Johnny Slaughter once and for all? I'm so tired. Yeah, he's even on a more part-time schedule yeah. than Parker is this year. So, all right, let's Yeah, move. he needs to go home. He, well, had to, he, he did needs that to go to home himself. for years. Right? Oh, yeah. Anyway, let's. Nobody wants to sponsor him because he runs his mouth and runs into him. Yeah, because he's an idiot, douchebag, asshole. All right, so um, oh, I didn't pull any punches there. Um, Xfinity- Nor should you. Tell us how you feel. Nor should you. Man, I wish I'd told you how I felt there. Xfinity at Atlanta. This was. Uh, they had they raced there. Yeah, they did. Oh, I didn't even know. Uh, ex- I'll just go through my notes and then give you my opinions here. Uh, Austin Hill wins a race where. Uh, a lot of cars were racing tight together, but only making mid-pack movement. Uh, if you led, you could just kind of block your way to the win. This kind of racing is a way for NASCAR to act like they're attracting new fans by making the racing closer and more exciting, in air quotes. 
but it's honestly frustrating to watch cars that can't pass on their own, and it's just dumbed-down racing for people who don't know anything about racing. So it's a similar package as the cup teams. Basically, or yeah. F1. Here's here's what there you here's go. let me give you my most yes, accurate description of the Xfinity Series race at Atlanta. Uh, cars who couldn't pass unless they were in a line, but couldn't handle either because they got sideways in the corner, so they had to get out of it, but still couldn't pass unless you were behind somebody. Lame. It wasn't great. It was probably the worst need- Xfinity Series race I'd well, seen. Well, I'm glad I missed it then. Yeah, it wasn't yeah, great. Need to put power in these cars and just let them race naturally instead of trying to make it a play race. I'm so tired of that bullshit. Well, it's plastic S- and fake, and I don't like it. SMI We've gone over has, plastic and fake. Yeah, SMI has a habit now of taking perfectly good racetracks and turning them into absolute dog shit. So, and the rules package doesn't help either. No. If they touch Charlotte, it's over. Oh, they already did. They made a road course. Mm. Uh, anyway, well, that was kind of already there, but they made it much more prominent. All right, Cup Series at Atlanta. Uh, Chase Elliott blocks Corey LaJoy into the wall as the caution flag flew for him wrecking, and it ended the race <laughs> yeah. with him in the lead. Corey, yeah, right. co- yeah. Uh, <laughs> There's my synopsis. Yeah, of he the gets race. A, a a meaningless win at Atlanta. Yes, it's yeah, he gets the win at the quote unquote whole home track, and so Atlanta's favorite Silver Spoon son gets to have the same victory as his rich daddy did. Whatever. Not surprising. So since it's kind of anticlimactic, where the and and at the expense of the underdog goes into the wall. Whatever. Not surprising since they threw coverage to Rutledge Wood at the Dawsonville Pool Hall every ten minutes during the race and continue to have WWE superstars as guests every weekend. And they are a sports entertainment business. And I'm now thoroughly questioning if NASCAR is a legitimate sport. Well, the big the Cup Series, anyway. A cup, at least, yeah. Cup because it it's seems the main, very plastic and fake. Cup is the main draw, and it seems the most. Speaking of plastic and fake, has dishonest. anybody has anybody seen the new? Well, I really am not really asking this question in any form of sincerity. I've seen the commercials because for it, probably. Uh, I I know that you guys aren't really TV. into this. Pride Month was last week, was last month or whatever. Technically, well, no, it's it was a uh, Austin a Dillon's ago. Life in a Fast Lane with. His plastic wife that looks like a blow oh the doll. the wife that used to be a nope. monster girl yeah that's right yeah yeah like they married each other and her for friend virtue and not materialism a, a monster girl yeah exactly. yeah I, joined at the hip I watched maybe five seconds of it because it was on after the race or something on accident I swear and I just thought what would Austin Dillon and his wife Whitney or whatever what would they Oof. sound like doing the naughty and I came up with this. I can't breathe. Uh, if, if, if Austin Wait, he's not done yet. He's so. not done yet. He's still finishing. <laughs> I can't breathe. <laughs> and we're off the air. Banned from YouTube permanently. I think Sid has us unmute again. <laughs> Thank God he don't know he's what in he's for now. He's in for a treat. I got reserve reserves. <laughs> if Austin Dillon and that tire guy, whatever pick for guy, didn't have the money and the status they have, they wouldn't have those women. 
Oh, money buys no. happiness, kids. So yeah, it, it's, not like, it, it, it's not like they. I'm sorry, folks, but you know what? It's not like they married each other for you know virtue or anything like that. It's Enjoyment, definitely for love, it's companionship. definitely for material reasons, and not that it's you any know, of my mm. business. I just think it's funny, and she looks like a plastic blow-up toy. So whatever. <laughs> I was gonna say. <laughs> I used to think the same about Kyle and Samantha Bush, and then I saw Samantha Bush without makeup and realized they're about the same. Yeah, yeah, no. It's about a five. Trust me. Yeah. I I wouldn't even give it a five. (laughs) I need a mop because I think I peed from laughing so hard, so thank you. (laughs) You're welcome. I'm going to pee if we don't hurry this up. Right. So, all right. Yeah, I think uh, I guess the Denny Hamlin and Ross Jastain thing is on again because... Ross drove up the racetrack and spun Denny. I don't it's know funny, if he got yeah. Tight or Ross Chastain, yeah, he deserves all the criticism in the world for wrecking the field. But you know, Chase Elliott can wreck half the field blocker for the win at Atlanta, and it's fine, and, and it's, it's okay, yeah. and it's celebrated. Uh, he's fine, so because yeah. he's not, he's not part of the club. Yeah, Ross Chastain must be. It must not. Have, he must have pissed off the NASCAR mafia. You know, so oh, they're back. Oh, great. The NASCAR mafia is back. Yeah, great. Whatever. There was an F1 race somewhere, and I hope you die. some Ferrari won. I don't know. I didn't I watch care. it. It, looked, yeah. it was pretty Whatever. boring compared to last week's race. Lewis Hamilton didn't win, so I'm happy. He finished on the podium, I think, but that was about it. Whatever. God, I wish. I used to love him, but God, he whines so much now. Yeah, uh, yeah. I love forgot. Mercedes as a car company. Yeah. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, as long as the drivers don't speak. Did you hear George no. Russell bitching because people were, were booing him? Yes, oh, I did. Oh, God, I loved it. Put on your big boy pants, kid. Wow. You may want to put on a you may want to put on a jacket or something with some like armor or something. He may need a Kevlar jacket to get some thin skin. Yes. Yeah. To thicken his Christ. skin up a little bit. God, what a wimp. Before <laughs> so we good. end this whole thing, uh, we should send our condolences out to uh, Woody Pitcat and his family. Woody yeah, lost, he lost his, his dad. Uh, father this week. Yeah. yeah, we should. Yeah, sorry to hear about his dad, and that's terrible. Yeah, it sucks. We've been through that, and that's just yeah. no good. All three of us. Yeah, yeah. all of us have. Um, ne- never, never met his dad, but if it's if Woody and who he is is any reflection of his dad, he was a great man. Mm-hmm. I'm sure my dad probably ran into him over time. Yeah, they used to see each other around once in a while. And I know there was a chassis manufacturer who also just passed away. I can't remember damn name, and I can't find it on Twitter because it's full of mentions or suggested posts instead of what I actually follow. So, wonderful. I'll probably bring that up next week. And if I don't, I apologize. Um, Was it Billy Hess? Yeah, I think it was actually Billy Hess who just passed away. I think that name rings a bell. Yeah. He was one of them big big, uh, car chassis manufacturers. 80s, 90s, super late models, late model stock, stuff like that. Gotcha. 2000s as well, I think he did. He was one of those people, I think, who did like cup chassis also and um, super late model, late model stock stuff. So he was he was big down south, and I know that uh, Rodney Childers put up something about him. So it was that's sad, losing all the good guys. All right, so. You can find this podcast on every major podcast platform. We're going to get out of here. You can find it on Instagram at Making Laps Podcast, Facebook.com slash Making Laps Podcast, YouTube.com slash Sid's View. You can find, oh, you can send us some feedback to Making Laps Podcast at gmail.com, or you can send us a voicemail over at anchor.fm slash Making Laps. Pick the message icon. 
You can find Please, someone send us voicemails. I know we want to play those. We want to play those, and we just don't get any. All right, so you, you can don't find. Even have to tell us who you are. Just pretend, change your voice, pretend you're someone else, and say something stupid. No. It's fun. No, uh, you can find me on Instagram, Twitter, TikTok at Brent Gleason zero one. You can find me on YouTube at youtube.com slash Brent Gleason for some weird updates or tech stuff or whatever I post on there. So, All right. You can find Phil at? Me. Uh, at Racing on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And uh, you can't find Jesse unless you see this show. All right, boy, be nice, and how do we end the show? Keep the nurse head down, staff, and thank you for listening. Thank you all for listening. I greatly appreciate it. <laughs>